What is up, L's and W's, and welcome to The WAN Show. We've got a great show lined up for you guys today. Lots of great topics, actually, including what? Discord? Discord is taking away the four-digit numbers at the end of username? I, How could they do this? You can't be Luke number 8,642? You know, I was Luke 0001, no and they took way. it away from me. No way. I have no idea why. They must have given it to a more important Luke. Probably. Yeah. Rude. Probably Luke Wilson. Ah. Uh, in other news, EA is blaming gamers for using hard, high-end hardware on Windows 10 for Star Wars Jedi Survivor performance issues. We're going to be getting into that. What else we got today? That's the one I wanted to talk about. And you got wrecked. The Pixel Fold uh, was officially announced after, you know, just like every other Pixel device, it was leaked to every... Wow. It's a folding phone. That's a man that wants to replace his phone. Also, OBS adds AV1 for YouTube live streams, which is actually huge we'll talk about that actually huge not huge but like we're lying to you huge actually huge huge Why don't we jump right into our headline topic, which I completely forget what it is. Right, Discord. Ah. I have to change my name. Yeah, me too, I guess. This is written. Okay, let's go through the it's facts a mad first. Frenzy. Okay, the our original article here is from The Verge, but also from Discord themselves. This is not fake news. Discord usernames will be evolving. So instead of FiBi, hashtag 8936. Oh, Phoebe, probably. Phoebe, pretty sure. Uh, now we're going to be Phoebe handle at phoebe is cool because you are obviously not going to get at phoebe which i think the idea here is that it's going to make usernames easier to share but we know from experience right the people just camp them and stuff and like the, every creator's name is just going to be gone yeah uh, up to literally thousands of numbers after it i mean I learned this way back when having a good at hotmail.com email address was a mark of being kind of cool and with it. Oh, yeah. I was cool and with it. And then the same thing happened with Gmail. And then the same thing happened with Twitter. And now they're saying, that seems like a good system. <laughs> let's follow those guys. We solved that before, but let's unsolve it. Let's go back to the just at and a string of characters. So in theory, I kind of see where they're coming from because... As a brand new user, there are certain aspects of Discord's in user interface and user experience. He struggles with it so much. He can literally barely use Discord. It's actually very weird because you're usually very good and nimble in different user interfaces. Then you hit Discord, it's just like... Poof. There are certain things I do find incredibly confusing. Like the fact that all of your individual chats are like mixed in with the servers and stuff and yeah, then, yeah. I, it took me a little while to kind of wrap my brain around it but you haven't seen me try to use discord in quite some time i'm fairly proficient these days oh, okay okay and one of the things that was a little bit confusing for me was the 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 hashtag numbers because i didn't 
coming into it completely cold, not looking at but how to Discord guide and not really having anyone show me how. I was just sitting there trying to like set it up because I think the main you reason... You needed a tech tip. No, I think the reason I got it first was because we added a Discord. Like Jake created the LTT Discord. Right. And I was like, okay, well, I should probably I should finally use this have an account or something i hadn't really i hadn't really gamed with friends in a very long time like since i used mumble with my group of friends so i'm like oh, okay all this newfangled new yeah especially when the, when the kids were quite young you were pretty oh yeah they they weren't touching it yet yeah and the, you were offline yeah i showed them how to use discord like yeah, that, yeah. that 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 came way later yeah. and so this this hashtag number thing was actually a little bit confusing and unless you're copy pasting it's a little bit harder to remember i mean obviously it's not nearly as hard as remembering your icq number back in the day <laughs> yeah fair enough which but like i don't know my numbers on discord but then here's the thing if the intent here is to make things more shareable make them easier to understand we know that users are going to fill their their ats with special characters and with numbers anyway and we know that remembering a four-digit number is not actually a huge problem and you can individually change your nickname on every server and every Every chat anyways i mean so Luke, just knowing someone's name isn't going to matter phone numbers here in the lower mainland used to be seven numbers do you know your first seven digit phone number that you ever had like your home phone yes addresses street addresses are five numeric digits here do you remember yeah. the four to five number okay yeah this is not a huge problem <laughs> And, uh, okay, again, I haven't even gone through the facts here, but one of the things that I've seen at least speculated, we'll get into facts in a second. For now, I'm just angry. Um, <laughs> I'm not even angry. It just, I'm just... Like, why? Yeah, yeah, why? I'm just, I'm asking why. Yeah. Um, and so one of the, what's, what's a fact here is that it's not that hard, and it's not an unreasonable expectation, and it's not a new thing to expect people to remember a four-digit number, and that's perfectly fine. And so the fact that you're now changing it is going to sow a lot of discord. Ah, very good. Ding. On the platform. Oh, too late. Hey! All seemingly in the name of making it more user-friendly in a way that, quite honestly... <laughs> If I go back even further, as a non-user of the at system, I found extremely confusing when I first got set up on Twitter. I would, whenever I would read a tweet, I would read the the at the symbol yeah. as at. So when I'm, I'm so I'm reading along, and it's like, hey at Luke, I something something. So, that's how I that's how I would read it. <laughs> I came into Twitter pretty late as well. Anyway, let's let's see let's see let's see Were what the rationale on is. Really? Oh yeah, super late. I basically no. ignored it. I was like, oh, the, I don't feel like dealing with wasn't, this. Wasn't wasn't you were definitely on Twitter in 2012? Yes. Because our first our first uh, back and forth direct message interaction is hilarious. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't remember this. Don't don't read it. Why? <laughs> read it later. <laughs> okay, sure. I don't know. Oh, joined November 2011. When did Twitter start? Uh, 2006. Whoa. Right? Okay, but did like anyone use it at no, that time? No, yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah. So it's it's really funny because I think the only reason I started Twitter, yeah, and the timing 
seems about right. Was 2011? Uh, yeah. It would have been when the when the LTT channel was starting to kind of gain some momentum. And I was looking at it going like, oh, uh, I should probably have some kind of presence online other than this. And it was probably around the time that NCIX was starting to build up a Twitter presence because all of a sudden companies being on social media was a thing uh, so that you could respond to people, you know, generating hate storms complaining about you and that sort of thing, which is still what it's used for today, which is fantastic. Uh, okay, so let's go through the facts here now that I've talked through how sort of flabbergasting I'm finding this. I don't know if that's a word. Discord has announced it will be changing its current username system, which uses a four-digit tag to differentiate users with the same name. This likely means that many users will have to change their usernames due to possible duplication. And, okay, in fairness, this is another thing that is a little bit confusing about the four-digit uh, numbers is that when you are searching for someone, if you don't have their digits, it can bring up a lot of garbage results. And that's, that's valid. The company will prioritize longtime users in line for name changes, and users will still be able to use a non-unique screen name in addition to their username. Discord noted that while the original system was created to allow users to use whatever name they wanted, the tag system was often too complicated or obscure to remember, causing confusion and unnecessarily difficult, unnecessary difficulty finding other users. Um, now, this is huge. This is a really important note in our notes here. Of course, many current Discord users do not necessarily want to be easy to find. This is so huge. In, on, the, on the one hand, I can see how people having... Mr. Beast, hashtag, whatever random numbers can lead to impersonation on the platform. I can see how that would be a concern. On the other hand, for the real Mr. Beast, if he just wants his Discord username to be Mr. Beast and not really worry about people finding him that easily, then he can just be at Mr. Beast. And only people who know the correct four digits are going to be able to add them unless they want to just try to add every Mr. Yeah. Beast. And I can tell you, if you randomly add Jimmy on Discord, he's not going to add you. In fact, I think I had to ping him like three or four times via other means. Be like, hey, add me. Another reason for the change is to make Discord's username system more similar to what users are already familiar with, namely from other social networks, especially Twitter. So our discussion question here, because I think I've done all the talking and Luke has not really contributed his thoughts too much, is not what is the advantage of becoming more like other social platforms here? Is this just them chasing a broader user base so that they can continue justifying outside investment by showing growth? Or what are we looking at here exactly? I think, honestly, ooh. What, what would you do with Discord if you owned Discord? I would figure out how to just make it profitable month over month, and I would enjoy just being the top voice chat thing for gamers and a lot of non-gamers on the entire internet. I think that if I had to try to expand outside of the gaming crowd, there is there are much lower hanging fruit or rather much more important steps that I could take than changing our username system. And what I would probably want to do is I would probably want to fork the platform. Um, 
so I would take I would take Discord as it is, and then I would leave it pretty much as it is with meme loading screens and silly cute little pig characters or whatever they are. Um, and I I would I would leave a well established username system. Uh, you know, all the all the cool things that are great about Discord, streamer mode, stuff like that. I would leave that exactly as it is. And then I would take all of the underlying code, all the back end, and I would reskin it as Discord Pro or probably just something else entirely. And I'd create a professional product that is more designed for... Uh, you know, getting your grandma set up on. So something a little bit more streamlined where I would I would borrow from, you know, maybe the earlier days of of Skype, for example, in terms of functionality and in terms of interface, but have the whole thing run on the same back on the same back end because they've done a great job. Discord is almost never down, right? The voice quality is really good considering that it's a free service. Uh, that's another thing is when I create my my premium or my professional product or whatever else it is, you know, I'd want to figure out how to make it paid in some way. I'd want to try and generate revenue from it. Um, but the, like, man, the, the, the way that you can screen share on Discord just with very low latency, super cool. I mean, it'd be great for all kinds of other uses, be it business meetings or calling overseas relatives or whatever. It's, it's just a great VoIP platform. I honestly find it a lot more generally usable than something like slack or teams but it lacks some specific like team-based uh features so like sure. yeah if they had more of a, a bit of a feature rollout for mostly managing users sure in a corporate sense but other than that like the channel creation i prefer discord's channel creation um and category creation compared to teams or slack oh, yeah teams. by a lot yep like Okay, so you're you're upset about teams. On Slack, I can't create categories for people. Really? I can I can make private channels so they don't see them and then I can invite specific teams or specific te people to the private channels. So it's but just other than that, tedious for no reason. Yes. So as an admin, you can't just say, "Hey, hey I've organized all of you everything work on for you. front end. I put you all in here. Well, Go. No. So you can to a certain degree. If you make like every single channel private, and then you only invite certain teams right, to Right, but them. if you just want to have the channels and it's just in a channel list, then and then you want to go, just, okay, you, you, and you, 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 and you. Then no matter what, it's just a category called channels and it's all the dump of all the channels that you're in. And then you as the individual user need to create categories and sort them like that. Maybe someone has found a way around this. The last time, um, the last time that I tried to figure this out the official answer online was like yeah it's up to the individual user it's great everyone can organize it the way they want i'm like no 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 one has ever asked for that people like, <laughs> well no users might the problem is and i'm sure that uh luke and dan can speak to this ah uh, users will not organize it well yeah they will do it wrong yeah. no offense users but I know that you guys have experienced people coming up with their own systems for organizing passwords, for example, as you've been going through and doing the audit. Did they do a good job? No. No. <laughs> Not even slightly. There's so it's it's actually stunning. Like how many individual days go by where there is at least one thing that we find that is just like holy crap <laughs> how did this possibly happen um it's it's kind of it's kind of wild and we love our team 
world class. I feel world class. I feel, and I could be completely wrong, and maybe I'm a big dumb dumb. I feel like it's a PM that's just trying to make a splash. Really, the Discord like, thing. What's the point? Hmm. Does anyone really complain about the numbers? I found it confusing at first. And they did say, the argument that I saw, I don't know if it was technically from them or not, so I, I shouldn't say they did say. Um, but the argument that I saw was that they are trying to fall in line with the average setup that other platforms do, which seems mostly true. That is mostly what other platforms do, right? I think so. Sort of. I don't think Facebook has an at. And Facebook an is, yeah, like an at username. Okay, to be completely honest, I didn't even realize they were adding the at at the front. Yeah. That is weird. Uh, I meant like the, the number <laughs> like, system why? after the name. Yeah, that's odd. Seems completely unnecessary. Yeah. Man, displaying that all the time is just going to look so stupid. It looks stupid on Twitter. It always looked stupid on Twitter. We just got used to it. So we're adopting what? an arbitrary, meaningless symbol thing. To replace our arbitrary, meaningless number thing that goes along with your username. Why? Wow, I'm so much more against this now. I knew you were talking about the at earlier, but I thought you were just like off topic. No. Wow, why? It's, it's useless. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't provide any value. If every single user has it, yeah. then what's the point? This is, this is great. So people are saying, look... The handles are going to be hidden in the same way that the, the numbers are now. Yeah, it's yeah, just going to yeah, show you display name, which is fine because it is going to just not matter now in the same way that it just didn't matter already. <laughs> and the amount of just, man, remember when we migrated Floatplane from the forum to the dedicated Oof. site? Yes. Asking a user to go into their account and do anything you might as well ask them to move the moon for you. And I don't mean that users are bad people or they're lazy. I just mean they have a life and they have other stuff to do. And for a lot of people going in and micromanaging their profile and picking usernames is not real high up on their list of cool, fun things that I want to do when I've got you know, 45 minutes of earned game time because I played piano and it's time to play games. That's not real high up on their list of what they want to do. They want to open their game and start playing. It's like, oh, I'm going to and... build this tree hut in Minecraft, okay? I played an hour and 45 minutes or whatever. What did you say? You have, you have 45 minutes of game yeah. time? So I played an hour and a half of piano. <laughs> I deserve to cut this tree down <laughs> with Bob. Yeah, so it's really it's really frustrating. It's just kind of stupid, and I, I I don't I I don't I don't understand why. And I think we can just move on. Um, things I do understand why this is exciting. OBS just added AV1 support for YouTube live streams. This is super cool. It's happening. Super cool. Want to talk us through this one? Yeah. So OBS Studio's 29.1 update supports streaming to YouTube using the AV1 encoder. Streaming with AV1 results in boosted image quality and bit rate that can be reduced by up to... Uh, and bit rate that can be reduced by up to 40% without sacrificing image quality. Yeah, so you can kind of pick one. Yeah. You can keep your bit rate the same and have better image quality. Yes. 
or you can lower your bit rate, which could save you on bandwidth costs or data cap. Oh, well, those are the same thing. Um, could also make it easier for your viewers to watch at original quality, I guess. I'm trying to think well, of that's that's more reverting to the previous one where you're you're gaining more quality right, with less sure. bandwidth. I think the main way this is going to be used, which is a massive win, is to achieve the same amount, but with way less bandwidth. Yeah, and that's that. Okay, the cynic in me will go, "Wow, good, a win for Amazon." I'm sure glad that they can but, save money on all these Twitch streams, but this is actually a W for everybody. It is. Yeah unnecessary internet bits unnecessary traffic is harmful for absolutely everyone involved it clogs up the pipes or tubes the tubes excuse me it Sorry, is the just tubes. a series of tubes. no but it as much what as that you in your tubes? is a stupid analogy and the internet is not a series of tubes it's actually not entirely wrong either yeah the more data that you have unnecessarily taking up your switching capacity the less data you can deliver more quickly for everything else. Yeah. This is a win all around. This is good. And it's going to cost you maybe a little bit in terms of encoding and decoding power consumption. That's, I think, maybe the, the, the worst possible outcome of this. But as AV1 hardware encode and decode becomes far more prevalent over, I'd say, probably the next two years or so. Especially good implementations. It's going to be like kind of on any new product within about the next 24 months, I would guess. This is going to be freaking awesome. I mean, we've tested it fairly extensively, especially when Intel released their ARC graphics cards and we found out, hey, they're the first ones to deliver a next-gen GPU with AV1 encoding, how does this work? The AV1 encoding felt next gen. No, it really no real is. other part of the card necessarily did, but the AV1 coding 100% did. 100%. They totally delivered there. Another sign in favor of AV1 approaching mass adoption is that Matrox Video, whose graphics cards are widely used for workstations, video walls, and digital signage, has released a new series of Luma graphics cards powered by Intel's Alchemist. We we're just talking about this architecture, which includes Intel's excellent AV1 transcoding ability. Makes sense. Twitch does not currently support AV1, um, but I, I bet on it coming. Dave, I mean, I guess they had that source code leak a while back. I, 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 I we could, we could probably check and see if they're. AV1 was not very flavor of the month. If we were unethical folks who would download the Twitch source code leak, which I am not saying we are, we could look at it and we could see if maybe they had some early work on AV1 or something like that that they were that they were looking into. But yeah, you don't want to you don't want to kick that business. They were definitely working on it at the time. I mean, if if not Twitch, then certainly Amazon. There's no way that folks like the the team that's working on Prime Prime Video or Netflix. Um, or YouTube, there's no way that they haven't been working on AV1 because for years they've been working away at this standard, uh, working on what the hardware and code and decode implementations will look like, bringing it to maturity. Uh, this whole process takes like, just with how big the industry is and how slow moving it is now, it can take 10 years. I mean, how long have we been trying to move on from H.264? HEVC was one attempt, but the licensing fees, and I know there's been there's been other attempts as well. A huge part of the problem has ended up being licensing multiple times. Whereas AV1 is a game changer because my understanding is it costs nothing to implement. It still doesn't have the same licensing setup 
as H.264. I don't know all the intricate details of mm. the differences between them, but I know it's not like identical. Hold on. There might be a fee. Let me just have a look here. Royalty-free standards are not free of cost. And this is blah, 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 blah. blah. Okay, so what I do know is that it's much more appealing and therefore is seeing much broader adoption than HEVC. I know when I was when I was hanging out down at NASA, which is one of the coolest things to say ever, I was talking to one of their tech people about uh, video compression, encoding, transferring data, all the different complications they have around that, going around the dark side of the moon, going to Mars, the data complications of those different situations. And I asked, what about AV1? Uh, yeah. They currently use H.264. And they would love to use AV1, but they're concerned about licensing issues. Oh, interesting. Even even at that level, concerned about licensing issues. <sighs> kind of sucks. It would help them a lot because the amount of stuff that they have to send back and forth and the fixed pipe that they have is is a very difficult equation for them. Um, but, so AV1 yeah. apparently has royalty-free licensing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there is no cost. Um, so yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to get you guys an update on that. Cause I'm actually kind of interested. Uh, squid hominid over on float plane chat is saying it'll be a game changer for Twitch once they add AV1, because right now you're hard capped at six megabit per second and you aren't guaranteed transcoding. So unless you're a prominent streamer, um, basically the platform has kind of self selected itself, um, it's to be limited forever. to, you know, two and a half to three megabytes per megabit per second streams unless you're a big deal on the platform already which hurts discoverability of small creators because why are you going to tune in and watch someone playing this game unless they have an absolutely electric personality why are you going to tune in and watch someone play this game at low craptastic quality when you can tune into one of the big streamers and it can look freaking awesome and probably sound better too i mean the kinds of compromises you have to make to do to stream at two and a half three megabit per second are pretty pretty yucky AV1 will be able to do 1080p at that and still look pretty decent. I'm excited. This is freaking awesome. Yeah. So. When's Floatplane going to support it? <sighs> we'll support it eventually. It's not in the cards right now. We have, we have some pretty monster uh, bandwidth caps on our live streaming last time I checked. Um, so. Yeah. I don't know. We're not working on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, fair we, enough. Will, we will work on it eventually. Uh, we are not working on it right now. We got other stuff to do. Now it's the point in the show. There is. To... There is. I, I'm oh. going to hijack this. No, you want to throw me out oh. of the bus? I'm going to. I'm going to oh. crawl out of this bus. Well, throw... There have been. There's a, no buses. There has been a ton of updates on the site. It might not work right now uh, <laughs> because one of the updates that we pushed yesterday uh, apparently borked something with live streaming. Um, but we are working on. Oh. It. There's been a. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. It was working a yeah, second. We ago, know right? exactly what's wrong. And we'll have it fixed very soon. Can we show some cool stuff, though? I mean, if it works, yeah. So there's there's sub-channels. So if you expand the sidebar, you can collapse the sidebar. That's one thing. But there's sub-channels oh. now. So uh, you click the little arrow down the bottom left-hand corner, which the users can't see because it's hidden behind us. One moment, please. Oh, you got to widen the screen. There we go. So you can see all the different sub-channels with their different names and stuff. If you click on there, you get to see Linus's meme face. And this is all the Flowplane exclusives. A bunch of people asked for this, so we have now added it. You can see the red bar at the bottom of the screen. We tried to go with, like, a Floatplane light blue, but it just didn't work. You can, like, never see it. So wait, it whoa, 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 whoa. wait, wait, wait. We have resume now? Yeah. So this will pick up where I left off? 
If I mean, if it if it if, plays. Oh, are we? <laughs> wow, I don't think we've been this broken like in a long time. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, we know we know what's wrong. Oh. Um, so what 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 set it off was us going live. Ah, uh, you know what's really funny, Luke? Do you remember when I popped into the float plane aquarium? I think yesterday. And you guys were telling me, yeah, we pushed everything that we talked about in our meeting yesterday. It's all live. And I was like, that seems like a really weird thing to do on a Thursday afternoon heading into the weekend. And you guys were like, <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? Yeah. We, we, do you remember that? We, we, when's a good day to push, you know? When's, Monday? When's a good day? Nah. Don't, nah. Don't nah, you guys Monday. normally push nah. Friday just before WAN show? I mean... We don't talk about that, okay? Okay. Anywho, uh, Resume works. By the way, we've got some great exclusives on there now. We've got the extras from the uh, NCI Accessor PC build. Uh, we've got their first time series with Sarah now, so where people kind of talk about their early days in the company and react to their those first are, time on those camera. Those are pretty cool. I've watched a few of those. Yeah, we've got, I think the few is all there is. There's Nick, Colton, They're very and new. Sarah so They're far. They're very new. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good idea for a series. Uh, we've also got a little bit of early access going on right now. I took my PC to Geek Squad. <laughs> Do oh, you know about like, this? It looks like we've already fixed it for the main site, and the beta site will, will figure itself out soon. So, okay, yeah, cool. they're, they're on it. They'll fix it. It's just All right, button. cool. So there's another really cool thing, though. Oh, if I, I go noticed. into my settings, I can change my notifications. For each individual subject. Per channel yeah. now. Yeah. It could, so there's, a, there's also the include email notifications. That's going to change. We're going to turn email into more of like a digest system where you get an email. This is going to be user selectable. You get an email either once a day or once a week uh, with like all of the notifications that would have happened within that time window. The reason why we want to switch to that is just because uh, some people might be getting a lot of notifications and getting a ton of email is actually like super annoying. Oh, so, 100%. Yeah, we're doing that. But yeah, so if you don't like, if you're like, no, I like Mac address and tech news. I don't want anything else. You can turn off everything else. Just leave those on. Do whatever you want. No problem. And then how does this work? I can change my subscription tier now, right? So if you click on the channel again, I believe you can do it from here, but you have granted subscriptions, so it's not going to show. But if you if you click on the channel again, yeah, mm -hmm. if it works, uh, click manage subscription over there. Mm -hmm. And then you can click subscribe on the tiers that you don't have. Mm, uh, oh, okay. And then, uh, okay, yeah, it's not going to show for so me. So you because you have granted subscriptions because this you is can, my channel. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. oh, that also makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can you can subscribe. You can change your your subscription through there. So yeah, there's been we pushed the the list of things that we pushed this last week is an entire page long. Yeah, um, making up for lost time. Yeah, a little bit. So I mean, yeah, maybe we we <laughs> flew a little close we, to the we sun. Broke a little thing in there. Um, we didn't test live streaming, I guess, which was. A bit of a, a bit of a miss, um, but it's it is okay. They are on it. It's going to be fixed soon. And honestly, the beta site feels amazing right now. If you want to use it, go to the main one because the beta site's broken. But the beta fight site feels so good that beta fight. That sounds like a great. <laughs> Speaking of live streams, I would watch that. That's what the fish do. No, not the fish. I'm talking like. <laughs> 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 Oh my god. Um 
the the beta <laughs> site feels great. Uh, one of our few small issues that we had that we kind of resolved last night, jumped in a call with Dank Pods because he uses Safari for everything. And as far as uh, I can okay. tell, he is the only user on the platform that uses Safari. So he's very useful for bug testing Safari. Um, great. So we jumped on a call with him just to like make sure everything was all good. Um, and uh, he also didn't live stream, so it was. Um, Got it. <laughs> but yeah, we're we have we're going to spend like the next week or so, uh, kind of bug testing these types of things and fixing stuff, and then probably hopefully be ready to send it after that. But yeah, fantastic. Now it's the point in the show where we explain about merch messages. If you guys want to interact with the show, don't send a super chat. Don't send a Twitch bit or butt or whatever. Just send a merch message. That way, instead of just throwing money into the ether, you can you know, have, uh, have your message pop up in the bottom down here. Or maybe Dan will curate it for us to talk about later on the show, when show after dark. Or, you know, maybe it'll just get not shown at all because you put an inappropriate word in it and he had to block it that is he possible. had to block you i mean yep. it does it, it, that that definitely does happen yep. so the way to send a merch message is you just go to lttstore.com you check out any of the great products over there including some of our new arrivals and in the checkout you will have the option to send a merch message what do you want to see first today do you want to see the new t-shirt designs that are actually very exciting and cool and we can finally launch because our printer is we back up and running? Again. Or do you want to see the new mouse pad called the Cyberstats desk pad? Cyberstats. Cyberstats. I was going to say t-shirt because I always love the t-shirts, but Cyberstats sounds super cool, so let's check that out. All right, let's save the most exciting for Luke for last. Oh, what? Okay. Why do I even ask him anything? <laughs> When I'm just going to do the opposite. Because otherwise, I wouldn't know what he doesn't want. <laughs> oh my so we've got three new designs. I'm just going to head to the store right now because I don't know what creative fun names we have for them. Here they are. Ah, uh, yes. We have a fan t-shirt. Our hardware, hardware-inspired series is back. So it's kind of a fan, but also there's like kind of a, a planetary thing going on. And these are all printed on our blanks, which are flipping awesome. We've also got uh, ooh, a new CPU design. Okay, well, that's pretty sick. How have I, you know what? I probably, ha I probably have seen this. I think I just forget <sighs> because we probably looked at it first along. Oh, no, this is sensor. Oh, that's right. That's right, 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 right. This that is inspired sense. by like a camera sensor. Yeah, that makes sense. So this sense. is the light kind of coming in and hitting it. Yep, yep, yep. Man, this was designed back when they were still upstairs. They didn't even have their own office yet. And then we've also got the mountain t-shirt. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying there wasn't any Death Star inspiration. I actually just don't know. <laughs> now, let's talk about the Cyberstats desk pad. It's only available in one size, so it's not quite the same as all of our, uh, well, I shouldn't say all of our, as some of our other ones that are available in a wide variety of sizes. But it's pretty cute. It is chock full of interesting stats about the LTT channel. So here, if you want to take a side, I can point out some of the uh, some of the things. Uh, this right here, I believe, is our oh crap. 
Uh, Sarah told me all of this. Oh no. <laughs> now I forget. So it might be hard. Oh no, it's not labeled. Oh crap. Well, good luck me. I guess I'm going to get everything wrong. Uh, first up, I think this is um, where people tune in from by geography. And I want to say this is the U.S. And then this is probably like Canada, Great Britain. So this is like all the other countries. Yes, yes, location. There's a little location thing here. Uh, this is, I believe, the waveform of the LTT uh, intro song. That's, oh, oh, what just happened? Oh, Luke, dang it, Luke. Okay, we've got the WAN Show logo, LTT logo. We've got uh, all the items from the classic intro. Nice. We've got, oh no. What's the chart? What is that? Oh crap, why didn't we put this on the product page? I have no idea. Um, I think this is, oh no, I don't know. This QR code though, super cool. You go to the latest, uh, or yeah, Luke, Luke just tried it. It goes to the latest video that we uploaded to LTT. Flopin made that, it was pretty cool. Oh, did they? Okay, that's very, very, very sweet. And unfortunately, I forget everything else. <laughs> it should. Be, it, we should put it on the product page. Yeah, we should put that on the product page. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, you guys will get the. You guys will get the cool backstory yeah, yeah, for it. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Sarah designed that, and uh, super cute. That's sweet. <laughs> All right. Why don't we go ahead and uh, start our next? Oh, right. We're supposed to do a couple merch messages. Dan, you want to hit us with a couple? Sure, first one here is from Dave. Hi DLL, big fan of your show, the channels, and Floatplane. With the advent of the ROG Ally, what other big tech companies do you think are going to throw their hat in the ring of handheld gaming PCs? Well, the second ASUS does anything, Gigabyte and MSI will do it. So that will certainly happen. Um, man, other than that... I would be surprised if Dell Alienware didn't have a product like this. I mean, they showed one off ages ago. It's it's for them. It wouldn't even be coming out of nowhere. Have you called them that before? Yeah. Dell Alienware. Yeah. I don't think I've heard that. Was great. I don't think I came up with it. Oh really? Yeah, I think that's a thing. First time for me as well. Oh Dell Alienware. I like that a lot. I don't know why. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. I I, I this honestly for a while I've been expecting it from Dell Alienware. Um, but I think they might be kind of late, but it'll probably be like solid, but late. Yeah. Because when, when did they show that thing off? Alienware turned to gaming. Yeah. Here's a, here's a video from the verge from over three years ago, CES 2020, where they did a, a like a, like a Nintendo switch sort of form factor gaming PC. And then Alienware concept Nix. They apparently did it again at CES 2022. Oh, what is this? No, no, that's 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 something else entirely. So no, yeah, it's that uh, 2022. It was the UFO concept. So if Dell if Dell Alienware did it, then that wouldn't surprise me at all. And then if they do it, you know, I think other tier ones like I, I would be very surprised if the Acer's and Lenovo legions of the world didn't come in and try and compete in the space because the thing is. I'm actually surprised it's taken this long, if you kind of get what I mean. Because if these companies can engineer a laptop, yeah, what's the difference? It's a lot of like stuff to jam in there. It is, but it also isn't. Have you opened up a Chromebook recently? 
Yeah, but that's a Chromebook. It's not like a... This is a Chromebook. The whole thing's integrated. The CPU, the GPU... But it's more powerful. It's an SOC. Well, powerful from what standpoint, right? Because we're talking, we're talking like 30 watts. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah, it's nothing. So you have... You, as long as you sort of fundamentally understand cooling... No, but I guess what I'm trying to say is we're, we're talking about timeline. Like, how did it happen this late... But like technological advancement. Sure. I mean, that's fair enough. But I just mean, why are why are they getting blindsided by the ally? Why weren't they just working on this? The ally is maybe a little bit surprising to me. The Steam Deck is not because as we've talked about before, it's heavily subsidized by Steam game sales. So you can kind of make it in an expensive way. And then not very. it's, It's like how they used to lose money selling consoles. Apparently they still are. Really? Yeah, I I doubt the PS5 is losing money, but I I'd be surprised if they're making money on Xbox Series like, S. What would be the point in losing money on a PS5? Um, sell more games. I mean, same as same as it yeah, always but was. Like, when they were like sold out at stores now. for three years or something, like I don't know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I that I don't know. I I'm surprised at the. I feel like I'm almost the opposite. I'm not surprised that the other ones are so late. I'm surprised the ally is so early. Really? Oh, because... I, I didn't mean, expect another competitor to Steam Deck that is as good as the ally seems to be this fast. That was very surprising to me. Well, the Steam Deck was already a generation behind for CPU tech, and RDNA 3 was already on the horizon for desktop GPUs. So we knew that architecturally... AMD had already laid the groundwork. No, I get that it's possible. I'm just surprised that they actually reacted that quickly, I guess. Because this is like a whole new product segment, all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it's not that fast. Like, that's the thing I guess I'm kind of trying to say is... How long ago did the Steam Deck launch? Is uh, this like a further year? back than a I thought? A year or more? Steam. Yeah, because uh, about a year, I think, was when they one started year, showing it. One year to create an entirely new product? Well, that's the thing. With manufacturing and everything? Like Dell Alienware, Asus has had their eye on this for quite a while. They've been working on prototypes on the like in the back room, right? It's a little over a year older. Yeah. And and the thing is, they're used to working on that product development cycle. That's the thing. Okay, that's the part of the puzzle maybe you're missing here. Is because Intel launches a new generation of CPUs every year. So they're iterating start to finish on a product. In a year, That's every time already. Yeah, yeah, and they're doing they're doing different manufacturing because they're not. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. And so, anytime they put a new ch- bring that a new chassis to market, fast as heck. But these companies, I guess, are used to dealing with that that's, time frame. That's literally their entire job. That makes is sense. to get some pre-production broken ass silicon from Intel and AMD or whoever else. Kind of go, okay, yeah. As long as the final product is somewhat within these thermal and power specifications we're going to start designing around this they do up all the tooling they get the final they get the final silicon they build these a handful of these things to show at trade shows and then you know two months later they're rolling off the mass production lines and they're shipping to customers that's what they do so it's kind of mind-blowing to me that msi doesn't have a companion and Gigabyte doesn't have a <laughs> they would call it supporter, a you know, or <laughs> support cl- support class, uh, yeah. you know, whatever, right? I, I don't know. And maybe they do. Maybe they just don't want to tip their hand. Maybe they want to see how the ally goes in typical sort of copycat fashion 
and you know if it goes really See, that's, well, that's, then they leapfrog. That's it. the position I feel like Dell's in. Yeah, I feel but, like Dell moves slower on this kind of stuff. They yeah, don't yes, have to. Yeah, no, I know. Like they're the first with that. They were the first with an OLED gaming monitor. First mover, Dell, Alienware. Yeah, but the like product segment was more stable. They were actually first with an OLED business monitor as well way back in the day. That was a disaster. That product kind of, launch. Oh, okay, well. That didn't work out. Yeah, I, I ordered one because I they wouldn't send me a review sample, and I was sure I knew why because it would get burn in because it was a very early OLED, and so I bought one. I was like, okay, I'll order your stupid twelve hundred dollar monitor <laughs> or whatever, even though I really don't want one. Um, and it got broken in shipping, and in the time between me oh. ordering it and trying to RMA it. They discontinued it and wouldn't send me another one. So I think what happened is they probably just realized every single one of these things they sold was going to come back and just scrapped them. That's kind of brutal. Yeah, that's, that's what I suspect happened. I've never confirmed that, but I'm, I'm pretty, pretty, sus, pretty sus. It's pretty sus, that whole thing, how that went down. But, but no. Squid Hominid in Floatplane yeah. Chat said, going with the name's companion and supporter here is even funnier if you remember that it was almost called the Steam Pal. <laughs> That's pretty good. It, what? <laughs> I didn't know that actually. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm still pretty surprised they went with Steam Deck, with Stream Deck already existing. Yeah, I think I feel like if anything, I accidentally call this Steam Deck. Yeah. More than I accidentally call a Steam Deck a Stream Deck, though. Yeah. So Valve won. Yeah. Oh, they like immediately won. It's just kind of it's surprising because they're so close. Like companies usually don't like touching that much you know all right hit us again sure thing um i heart today's video about gs i started a local repair shop with inspiration from lmg one thing that surprises me was the amount of audio gear that i see are there any markets that you reach that you didn't expect oh um you know what not anymore it definitely used to but these days, if anything, I'm the one telling potential partners that we reach an audience that you probably don't expect. I remember back when we first got in touch with AMD's like enterprise and server CPU folks, so like Epic, uh, they were very hesitant to work with us, assuming that everyone that watches LTT and the, gamer bros. the rest of the channel, yeah, it's like, it's like gamer gamer kids or whatever. But I mean, I, I have I have the analytics, right? I have the demographics numbers. I know that's not true. So I basically went, okay, so you won't send us a CPU. Fine, I'll just go buy a CPU. What do I care? So actually, I don't even think we ended up buying one. I think Wendell lent us one or something. We got our hands on one somehow. It doesn't matter. Uh, the point is we're, we're pretty well connected. And worst case scenario, we open up the purse strings, we buy it, right? And so we made a video that was just like an episode of holy shit where we, we checked out, I think it was a 32 core, like the first Epic that we covered. It was either 32 or 64, it doesn't matter. The point is that it absolutely blew up, definitely registered for them, because ever since then, they're pretty down to work with us. Because I feel like for, um, and, and, and it's nothing personal, because it's a mistake that anyone could make. If your nose is like this close to the product, right? You know the strength of it. You know how cool Epic is and how disruptive it is from a price to performance to power consumption standpoint. Uh, you know all the, the, the advantages and everyone you talk to, literally everyone in your life. So your hardware partners, your software partners, uh, your, your, your current customers gets it. So you kind of go, well, everyone must get it then. Um, but 
the reality is that a lot of people work in that industry and you know what maybe just aren't actually that excited to learn about cpus maybe what they actually are excited about and care about in their spare time is wacky cooling experiments that we do or you know what phone should they buy or uh how does not to not to keep bringing them up yeah but one of the things that the nasa guys said was that they get inspiration from watching you just do random stuff seriously and it inspires them to push the envelope in certain ways okay i take it back i do i am surprised then but like i i was a little bit too but there was multiple of them saying it yeah and and they might not you know they might not do the exact same thing oh i should certainly hope not (laughs) but it inspires them to to think in a certain direction or potentially test certain things out and see how well an implementation or a version of something that you did, or maybe right. even the same thing, might work in their environment. That's hilarious. It's actually like really cool. So back to the data center thing, though, people are tuning in because they just are excited about technology or, or they're excited about some kind of technology. And, oh, holy crap, the number of times I've seen this comment. It's so cool to see you guys talking about the thing that I do all the time. I never expected you guys to cover this. Um, this is so cool. And I've even seen this one too. Now I can take this to my like purchasing manager and go, Hey, we should really look at this because it's got coverage on this huge tech channel. And you'll often break it down into something that that purchasing manager might understand. And not just the purchasing manager, their manager. Yeah. Like there's, I forget how the saying goes, but it's like, what is it? No one ever got fired for using IBM or something like that. No one ever got fired for buying something. And it's like one of those really boring, but like predictable companies i'm sure people are going to be going to be hitting us in the in the chat letting us know like what the expression is but it's like that right and so i think what amd figured out is that even among tech savvy people people who are passionate and care there's influences on them that might not be passionate might not care or might just you know want to cover their butts right so you know what i've never i've never gotten reprimanded for buying intel so I'm just going to keep buying Intel. And all of a sudden, whoa, Epic. Hold on a second. What's this? Apparently, yeah, it was IBM. Apparently, Cisco has used like a similar kind of marketing as well. Yeah, exactly, right? And so that's one of the things that's really fun and really cool about covering things that we don't normally cover. Do we get every single thing right? Do we hit you know, all the, or do we manage to communicate all the nuance around the product and its uses? Um, do we have a, a well-built-out benchmark suite, say, for example, for, you know, enterprise uh, machine learning? The, the reality of it is no, because so many of these organizations are using completely custom software anyway. Before they go and buy 10,000 of them, they're going to go and they're going to do their own validation anyway. You know, for us, it's just about hey, this is really cool, we're really excited about it, and sharing that passion, sharing that energy. And so, yeah, I, I'm no longer, okay, I shouldn't say, I'm no longer surprised by the kinds of people that watch us just because they want to share that passion and share yeah. that energy and, and look for inspiration. Um, but I am surprised. It surprised me. Yeah, I mean. But it's like, it's very cool. And like, you got to understand it to a certain degree. Like, it sort of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're um, if you design cars, you know, does that mean you just like don't watch Top Gear? Yeah, like, because they're doing silly things that don't make any sense. Yeah, no. Yeah, and yeah, you probably know more about automotive engineering than any of those guys. 
Yeah. But you don't get to do that. On yeah, your you're not time. allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is that's actually kind of the story behind how we ended up with that 5,000 watt chiller was a buddy from SpaceX. Um, oh man, I wish I could shout out his name now. He came up and showed me this like cool little LED backlit 3D printed sign thing that he does. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, maybe you guys, I think we shouted him out in the video where he actually showed off the chiller. But buddy from SpaceX is like, yeah, we ripped this thing out thinking that it was broken. We put the new one in. It turns out it wasn't broken at all. It was actually like a kinked hose somewhere else in the line. And it would cost more to put it back in now. So <laughs> I got to take it home and I was like, what am I going to do with this? You know, it'd be fun for me is watching you guys do something stupid with it. Yeah. Like that's sweet. That's so, since, awesome. so since we got it, we've, uh, we've put it on like a couple different CPUs. We, uh, we BIOS modded a 4090 to accept up to a thousand, a thousand Watts. <laughs> like total board power and then we like chilled that thing with it we're gonna use it for all kinds all kinds of wild things uh so i guess i i guess i kind of get it yeah but i'm surprised literal rocket scientists are looking to us for inspiration well, That's... these guys these guys the the two guys that i was talking to about <laughs> that in particular were the people that design uh the the mission control centers oh cool okay so in including the like dashboards and stuff that people use and like the the like quick call control panel thing and like the, the all that type of stuff so it's like yeah that's flipping awesome yeah data pipelines for receiving video and, and like the the chart that shows where the iss is going and all this other type of stuff yeah seems like an important chart yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where did it come from where did it go where did it come from? ISS Joe. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two more topics. Two more topics. Let's do it. You want to pick one? Yeah. EA. EA no. blames gamers using high-end hardware for Star Wars performance issues. EA... Man, we used to dog on these guys all the time. And then I feel like they were... You know... They learned to keep their mouths shut yeah. and let Activision Blizzard be worse. Yes. And let Ubisoft be worse. And then they got annoyed. You know, Blizzard, Bethesda, they're taking too much of the spotlight. We got to do something really stupid. And now they're back. Welcome back, Let's EA. Let's go, EA. EA has released a patch for Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which has been plagued with performance issues, including wildly inconsistent FPS, massive VRAM usage, broken cutscenes, and frequent crashes. Before the patch, EA released a apology of sorts where it blamed the issue on pc players using windows 10 on high-end hardware <laughs> the official statement i'm going to skip the first paragraph go right into the second one no i'm not i'm going to read the whole thing from the start we are aware that star wars jedi survivor isn't performing to our standards for sure for our percentage of pc for a percentage great that's very helpful so first you hedge your apology you're not even a full line in yet <laughs> yeah for, for, come on for EA. a percentage of pc players in particular those with high-end machines or certain specific configurations for example players using cutting-edge multi-threaded chipsets designed for windows 11 were encountering problems on windows 10 or high-end GPUs coupled with lower-performing CPUs also saw in, uh, uh, unexpected frame loss. Now, hold on a second. I have to stop you right here. It's my fault if I have a cutting-edge high-end CPU, 
but it's also my fault if I don't have a good enough CPU. Yes. Carry on. You're doing it wrong. Whatever way you're doing it, you're doing it wrong. Uh, they, they end it with, rest assured, we are working to address these cases quickly. Uh-huh. To be fair, to be, to be fair, they're not blaming the people. They're just saying this is where the problems are occurring and we are fixing it. Okay, but does it perform great on low-end hardware? I, th- I think it might perform more consistently. I think the problem right now is that you're getting crazy spikes. Right. So the issue then is that they're just, they just didn't validate ultra settings. Oh, yeah. I think so. Because why would anyone do that? <laughs> and, and a very good variety of hardware, I think, is a big part of the problem. You know what's really sad is the probable result here is we're just not going to get high-end sliders. They're probably going to look at this and go, you know what? It would have been so much easier for us to just cap it out at whatever the current gen consoles are capable of. Is it just high quality settings that this is a problem for? That I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's everything. But they're specifically saying the issue is high-end hardware. Yeah, but they're not saying when put on a high-end setting. It's just high-end hardware at all. Wouldn't any? Why would anyone run it on low, though? Yeah, but you can't say like medium is a high-end setting. That's fair. And medium is a pretty common thing for people to run stuff on. No, it's all settings. Yeah, people are saying it's all settings. Okay. Uh, and apparently there's a there's a new patch which is already helping it. I think people are just mad because of the wording of this, which it's not worded great. The uh, isn't performing to our standards for a percentage of PC players is not a fantastic way to say that. No, that's um, that's uh, that's uh, fine. That's like when I ask one of my daughters to apologize to the other. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Man. Um, so hardware unboxed disputed EA's conclusion, finding that the game ran better, not worse, on oh. Windows 10. And that both 10 and 11 showed poor CPU usage. <laughs> Console gamers were quick to point out that they too were encountering game-breaking bugs and serious frame rate issues. This EA blamed on an issue with HDR that was under investigation. At time of writing, the game's Steam rating is mixed at 56% positive. Uh, okay. Runs like my butt after Taco Bell. <laughs> I actually take issue with that. Your butt probably runs pretty well after say, Taco Bell. Well, maybe not well, but smooth. very fast. It's <laughs> smooth. <yeah>. Low latency. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, cool. Okay, moving on. We need another topic. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Pixel Fold? Pixel Fold announced officially after, you know, it was leaked by absolutely everyone. Including um, video hands-on. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Why is it that Google can't keep these things under control? I don't get it. I feel like it's intentional at this point. It's literally been every Pixel launch since, like, Pixel became a thing. You think so? I think so. Well, I don't know about the uh, intentional thing, but there's no way they care that much. Or else they'd be able to get some amount of wraps on this. You know what? I accidentally pulled mine out on WAN show. Like, Pixel 2? Pixel something. Well, And remember, like, somebody just left some early Pixel device at a bar? Well, no, they were mad. And I think you're thinking of an iPhone, actually, uh, for was that. was it? Okay. Yeah, that was, that, was pretty, that was pretty early on. And Apple was mad. 
and I think eventually did recover it, and that's all that like was a whole thing. But for the Pixel, I, I did pull one out on WAN Show once by accident, and they were definitely mad. So maybe it's shifted since then. Maybe I don't know. They just suck at this. It's hard for me to say. But somehow Apple manages to do a much, much better job of it. Yeah. Like, I, Even I mean, Samsung does a better job of it. Like, usually they're leaks. Basically, every other phone maker. Well, I mean, it feels like Pixel has the most, like, you were just talking about there's video hands on. Yeah. Pixel has the most, like, brutal leaks. And that happens with Samsung devices as well. Um, but I also don't think it's fair to compare against other mobile device makers either, because the reality of it is for the vast majority of the rest of them, no one cares. And that's why nobody puts the kind of effort like sticks their neck out to leak this thing because why um and it's not like you can't find leaks it's just the the degree to which pixel devices get leaked i'm sure as as xiaomi me something it's probably leaked at some point uh but it doesn't gain the same kind of momentum so maybe that's part of it too is that there's no there's no news cycle around some you know red magic gaming phone yeah. No one cares. That's fair enough. Well, Google has announced the upcoming Pixel Fold. Nearly all the details of the phone had already leaked weeks ago, so very little of the announcement was a surprise. According to leaked internal documents, the Fold is expected to have a 5.8-inch outer display that folds out into a 7.6-inch tablet display and the most durable hinge on a foldable. There were no particulars attached to this claim of durability, such as how many thousands of times the phone can be folded before becoming damaged. Google has not mentioned an exact price or release date, but the fold is expected to cost over $1,700, according to the same leaked documents. Ugh. Discussion question. How durable does a foldable phone need to be to make it worth it? Uh, it, it can't. Will the Pixel Fold be significantly better than the Samsung foldable? So... I would like to talk about that. Yeah. I'm hopeful, if only because I like foldable phones. I, well, I don't, I shouldn't say I like foldable phones. Would you buy one? I, okay, let's get to that later. Okay. I like being able to have a big, big spreadsheet in my pocket. I like this. This helps my life. Hopefully that's not important. Uh, no, it's not. It's uh, it's the data from how much cooling do you need. Okay. Uh, so that video went up uh, yesterday. This is a lot of data points. Hey, you guys like that? Are you, da are you data nerds? Let's do you go. like the data points? Yeah. Um, it, makes, it just makes a really big difference for me. I want to see the screen tech continue to evolve because right now it seems like you get a year of trouble-free operation out of it. And after that, it develops micro cracks. At least mine has. Um, but for me, the bigger issue isn't even that because I'll keep using this with micro cracks down the, down the middle, like whatever. For me, the bigger issue is software and the one most annoying software vendor that has made this experience noticeably worse for me over the almost three years now, I think I've been daily driving a foldable phone is Google. I still still don't have support for stories. And in fact, this is wild, right? It's inconsistent. So right now I have only three options. Which ones are missing? I have upload a video, I have go live and I've created a post. I can't even upload a short right now, I don't think. 
Hold on. Do I have another? I don't have another phone on me right now. Uh, oh, you, oh, 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 hold on, hold on. No, nope. might be in the wrong profile. Might be in the wrong profile for that. So let's do. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I have no shorts. Um, that sucks. I'm wearing shorts. I can create a post, but hold on a second. <laughs> Get wrecked. Or wait, how do I just go to the channel? Oh, for crying out loud. Just go to the chat. Stop, 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 stop. Okay, community. Okay, the community posts at least work now. So that's good. That was broken for a very long time. But I still can't upload stories, can't upload shorts. I have escalated this, and I know they got it. Because I've escalated it through their uh their creator liaison i've escalated it through the top creator manager that i have i've escalated it in person at like the vp level okay to youtube i have made videos about it um i have complained about it on wan show they know they know you know what the problem is that this version of the youtube app is the tablet or is is derived from the tablet version of the YouTube app, which was behind on Android, not on iOS, where the iPad could do everything just fine. Um, and it was behind the development of all the other apps. And we're not talking days behind or weeks behind. We are talking years behind at this point. So I don't know, Google. Should I trust this device? Should I trust you to give two flying craps about supporting your hardware properly when you're yeah. not supporting your ecosystem partners properly? And you're just putting the tablet version on and then not bothering to update the tablet version of YouTube? See, this, this upcoming generation of phones is probably going to mark an upgrade for me considering all the problems I've been having with my phone. I can't. The extra screen space, like the the app problems, what I do on my phone, I would probably run into less of the app problems that you run into, and I would probably run into more beneficial things. Being able to open that spreadsheet would be great. That type of stuff is yep. going to be more in line with what I'm doing. Um, but it's a seventeen hundred dollar phone that yeah. is going to show extreme wear after a year and like, chat nah, chat you're not wrong a lot of them are saying look they don't care because there's so few of these things out yep. there i know that's why you should almost never buy the top end crazy motherboard yeah you should always buy whatever the most popular one is because that's the one that's going to get bios development that's the one where they're going to prioritize fixing issues because if they don't fix issues they're going to get ten thousand customer support tickets and it's going to bury their support department Right. If, you know, a hundred enthusiasts have a problem, you know, yeah, those are your theoretically your your best customers who spend the most money with you and you'd think you would treat them well. But in practice, it's it's not it's not pragmatic, right, to deal with them first. You deal with the big problem first. So they're much more likely not over the short term, over the long term. I'm talking five years later when resizable bar shows up as yeah. a feature yep. the most mainstream board is the one that's most likely to a get a first party update and b potentially get a community update that hacks support in because so many people have them but that's not an excuse if your concern is that so few people need this this device 
and need it to work properly, then why the f*** are you making one? Yeah. That's the counter argument. <laughs> so fine, you don't care. Okay then, this, don't make it. This feels like we're going to run into the same problem. A, a really long time ago, you and I used yeah. to like echoing this whole, I, I don't remember what brand it was, I'm sure you do, uh, but there was a, a case and power supply brand that made a case that didn't really fit its own power supply. Oh, it was probably Antec. I think so. Yeah. I just don't 100% remember. Yeah. But we used fit. to meme on them all the time because it was like, how do you not try your own power supply in your own case? And this feels like the same kind of thing. Like, I suspect they're going to launch and they're still going to have these problems. And that's a different level of unacceptable. Yeah. How did you not run your own software yeah. on your own product? Like, if you're going to release a folding phone, your stuff should probably freaking work for it. That's crazy. I'm still hopeful. <sighs> I would like for it to be good. I'm, there's definitely some things that, you know, I wouldn't mind upgrade because this, uh, this is a Fold 3. So this is, this is last gen. Um, there's definitely some things that I wouldn't mind seeing improved. I wouldn't mind a better camera. So I'm definitely going to try and daily drive it, but I want to see a really good software experience. And... If my problem was with, I mean, oh yeah, here's another funny one. If my problem was with third-party apps, right? Obviously, I, I get it. You know, how do you incentivize a small app developer like Floatplane Inc. to, to you know, make it so that the app works properly within, you know, with my folding phone or whatever, right? Um, how, how would they be able to do that if Google themselves can't do it? So I, I get that, right? But here, here's two Google apps that don't work Happy properly. Networks. I already showed you YouTube. Okay. Here's the studio. Oh, wait, no, hold on. I got to show you. No, no, this is, this is better. Oh, this by the way, for, for people interested, uh, the full plane beta site's fixed already. Okay. Always be fast. YouTube studio. This is the creator app for monitoring your channel and everything. So I'm just going to casually open. Oh, wait, what, what? What's, what is that? What are these What are these pillar boxes? Are you kidding me right now? Okay, so then I try and do the same thing. So this comes down to this comes down to app support. So I do the same thing on Floatplane and I open it up and it just works properly. It fills the whole screen. Like, come on, Google, this is your own software running on your own operating system. Okay, technically it's Samsung Touch, whatever they call it now, TouchWiz, new, new TouchWiz. But I'm pretty sure that you could make this work. You've had three and a half years of retail availability, which means you've had more like four plus years of this product being in development, knowing this is happening. And apparently you care about folding devices because you're building your own one. So you would think you would be trying to figure this out. That's it. That's all my rage for this. But I'm still, ex oh, right. I dodged your question. Yeah. $1,700. Because, because it is very expensive, but you have been in the folding ecosystem for a long time now. So exiting would probably be a pretty significant pain point. It's easier for me because I have not been using a folder. Pretty tough. Yeah. Not because I can't afford it, not yeah. because I don't see the value, but I am very cheap. Yeah. And it's not a question of, yeah, it's not a question of does it have a value to me? It really does. But does it have 
Because, like, honestly, Does these it feel days, right? I don't game on my phone. No. I could get by with, like, a phone for a few hundred bucks, realistically. Yeah, it just needs to have good battery life, screen brightness. So does like it, and, and you can get that for like three ninety nine, no problem. But usually, like the, something like, really nice for four ninety nine, five ninety nine. Usually has other drawbacks, though. I find. Yeah. So is it worth another thousand dollars? <laughs> I feel like the way that some people spend money is really different from me, though. Like I will, I will drop. Okay, here's something. Um, I was asked for approval for three thousand dollars for uh, for a, a, like I don't know three eighths of an inch thick concrete pad in the middle of the lab warehouse because uh, they were concerned that if it wasn't level enough the spot where they put our RF isolation chamber that it could potentially like cause problems. I was like, okay, because that's that's business, right? Yeah. Theoretically, we're gonna create content and we're gonna generate revenue. But then if you and ask there, me... There, but there could... That's the other thing with the Fold is if you you said you don't play games on it. But if you work on it and if you're able to extract $1,000 worth of value due to work... I do, but my eyes are still okay. I can yeah. I could use a candy bar if I really needed to. Yeah. Right? Like, so so if you so if you tell me, okay, now it's, now it's for something personally. Um, it's going to cost you yeah. 50 bucks and it's a, it's a bracket... <laughs> That holds up this thing. Um, ah, you're making myself it's like, yeah. I don't know. I could <laughs> I don't probably it. just. I could probably just get like a like a drywall anchor and a little L bracket and put a piece of two by four on it. It's fine, yeah. right? Like I, <laughs> I just have a completely different way of thinking about stuff that I use personally. Yeah. Like I didn't upgrade up until we started doing videos about it because I was locked in my house. Uh, for the for the COVID shutdown or whatever, I hadn't touched my computer for like several years. And you would think I would just upgrade my computer all the time because I just, you know, want a fast computer. And obviously there's fast computer hardware like falling out of the sky around here. You do like working on your house, but that's not necessarily fair because I feel like the example you were giving earlier was for something for yourself that was in your house. It's and not I feel content. Like a lot of the, also that, but I feel like working on your house in general benefits like your family. Yes. And content. And content. And content. Uh, I, I Like, yes. Sometimes I do it the hard way just because I'm like, this will be kind of fun. Yeah. And that's the thing is I think some people will cynically go, well, he's doing it just for content. And I'm like, no, no, I'm doing it because it's fun and fun makes good content. So you missed a step. I could do it. That is actually an important step. I could just hire someone to put a control for a system in my house. Absolutely. It's not a question of, of, of cost. It's a question of, well, what fun is that? Let's make a video about it. Yeah. I can't make a video about some professional contractor coming in and... You can, but it's not going to be very interesting. Well, I mean, we've done it. We've done it. I mean, Brian, the electrician, we brought him in to just... He wired up a stupid UPS. Stupid. What? No, yeah, no, it, it wasn't... adds to it when it's, like, ridiculous. I don't... I wasn't saying it's no, a it bad was choice. Just, it, no, it was just a professional choice. It was just a good UPS. Yeah. But like, and, but and, it's like a really sick UPS. Okay, and then we did this. Okay, okay, but then we did the same thing. I brought in Brian, the electrician, to put a car charger in my garage, and that was really the boringest Siemens car charger that ever existed. <laughs> At that point in time, I feel like he's a character on the channel, though. Uh, okay, okay, that's kind of fair. 
That's kind of fair. I'm just saying. Brian, the electrician. I'm just yeah. saying. We can bring in a contractor to basically do the work, and I can make a video about it. I can make that work. Look, if I had a superpower, I think it's that I can get a million views on a hard drive. <laughs> and I, I've, I've, I, I, it's not just that specifically, but it's, it's like I don't have, you know, Mr. Beast's just intuitive sense of how to make the most captivating crack cocaine in video form, like addictive content imaginable. I can't do it. I, I don't have that kind of imagination. And I don't have the kind of, um, you know, slick approach that like an MKBHD or Mr. Who's the Boss might take to covering the latest smartphone in a way that is super digestible to a mainstream audience. But if there's anything that I can do better than any of them, it's I can get a million views on a hard drive or some enterprise piece of software, like something that the makers of it couldn't possibly imagine getting a hundred views on YouTube, let alone, let alone a million. And it was something that I, uh, I remember it just kind of slipped out of my mouth when I was having a meeting with some hard drive manufacturer at like CES or something like that. Uh, and they were just like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They basically were not too worried about the video because they were like, I don't know. They didn't really know who we were. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Is anyone going to watch this? I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> we are probably the only channel on earth that can get a million views on a hard drive. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, yeah, we probably are. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and so that, dang it, that's what we can do that's here. That's what I do. That's that's what we do. <laughs> Heck yeah! Uh, all right, what are we talking? What are we talking about? Are I we think we just finished our second of two topics, and we're yeah. moving on to the next thing. Dan's paying very close attention to the show. You can tell. Sponsors. You can tell because it looks like this. And we have a fun one today. Oh, hit me! Oh, oh, oh! We have a really good one today. You guys aren't going to want to miss this. Yes. This is how we get you. This is how we make you listen to all of them because yeah. you won't know which one is really special. Thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring today's show. Looking for a more health-conscious snack to munch on while listening to the podcast? Let Magic Spoon satisfy your cravings. Their keto-friendly, delicious cereals have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five net grams of carbs per serving. And how do they do this? Magic? No. They use a blend of monk fruit and allulose, which sweetens like sugar without increasing blood sugar levels. Milk or no milk, or water, Magic Spoon is great for any time you need a quick bite. Check them out at lmg.gg slash magic spoon and use code WAN for $5 off. Thanks to GOG for sponsoring today's show. GOG is a digital distribution platform that puts gamers first. Find a variety of titles from today's top AAAs to old school classics. I recommend the old Fallout games. Their entire catalog is handpicked, optimized to run on modern machines, and DRM free, meaning you own the game. Looking for a deal? GOG consistently runs promotions on their games from their deal of the day to their developer spotlights. Their customer first approach takes the risk out of your purchase. If a game doesn't work as you expected, get a full refund within 30 days of your purchase. So check out GOG's vast collection of games at lmg.gg GOG. Thanks to headphones.com for sponsoring today's show. Audiophiles rejoice. Headphones.com has a gear to serenade your soul with serendipitous sound. They source only the world's best audio equipment by evaluating products based on performance, quality, and long-time user satisfaction. From well-known brands such as Sennheiser and Audio-Technica to more enthusiast offerings from Final Audio and Hi-Fi Man, there's something here for anyone interested in taking their audio experience to the next level. 
Best of all, their 365-day return policy means that if you're not satisfied with your purchase, you will be taken care of. So check them out at lmg.gg headphones.com. That's headphones.com, all spelled out. Now, we have a bonus fourth sponsor today. There's one more. Uh, okay, so what do I what do I do, Dan? Yeah, what happens? By the way, uh, guys, you probably noticed that all of the sponsor reads were normal this week. Don't worry, Dennis hasn't been terminated. Yeah, um, he just wasn't around this week. Oh, long story. Okay, short story actually, but yeah, yeah, yeah that was the whole story. Yeah, that's the whole story. Uh, basically, you're just gonna go through the read like it was a Dennis read, and then I'll explain some more stuff at the end. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. I'm really excited, and yeah. you should be excited too, you special person who you know who you are. Yeah. Unless you don't. Oh. Thank you, Forum for sponsoring today's WAN show. Do you want something unique for your loved one or even just for yourself? Florum turns dinosaur fossils, meteorites, whiskey barrels, and more into a ring. That's right, they make everything magical. Perhaps you and your partner enjoy cozy nights playing video games or going to conventions together uh, or spending time with your two beloved cats. Or maybe you traveled to Norway to see the Northern Lights together last Christmas. All these beautiful moments together deserve to be celebrated, and we want to help you bring back the magic of the Northern Lights. It's time for you to level up from max level boyfriend and finally get the husband upgrade. These specific examples and pictures might sound a little familiar to a certain viewer, Logan in Australia, whose girlfriend Brianna has a message. Logan, my love, my darling. You are the light and love of my life. The last six and a half years have been absolutely amazing with you. And I look forward to exploring the future with you for the rest of my life. Will you marry me? Rihanna asked us if we could help her propose to her boyfriend, and of course, we're happy to help. Uh, we're going to be updating the proposal news during the show. Oh, no pressure. Wow. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Thorum for assisting them in this journey. Uh, whether you need a wedding ring, an anniversary ring, or you just want a ring that looks awesome, head to Thorum.com and use code WAN for 20% off. I might not have said anything about that, and we could have just quietly updated it, assuming it goes well. I really hope it goes well. Um, congratulations, you two. Well, you'll all know if it doesn't. <laughs> what, I want to give a little additional shout-out as well for, uh, for Hot Wheels. Uh, there was a somewhat recent, I think, uh, little expansion to Force of Five, which is a Hot Wheels expansion, and it is super fun because they just stop caring about it being like a realistic racing game, and you're just going around like Hot Wheels loops, and there's boost packs on the ground, and like magnetic floor, and all this crazy stuff. It's very fun. It's oh. like actually very fun. Sorry, I I was like I was stressed out and tuned out for a second. Um, sorry, what? Uh, so what game? How do we how do we know that we have official news? By the way, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure that Dan. Will I will be informed. Yeah, and okay. I will let you know, okay. or I won't. Yeah. Okay. okay. That let's let's go with that. <laughs> what's what's next? Are we doing merch stuff? No, no. What, what game are you talking about? Oh, Sorry. Uh, For, Forza Horizon Five. Oh, okay, they have like okay, a Hot okay. Wheels expansion thing, cool, okay. and it's actually like super fun. Okay, cool. It's very fun. Um, I enjoyed it. No offense to the Forza people, but I enjoyed it more than the main game. 
uh, Flipplane Chat, I can't read your username, but did Nerdforge decline going to LTX? They couldn't make it. They oh. wanted to. It's, don't worry. We haven't had a falling out or anything. We're chill. Love those guys. Creators uh, are busy. But yeah, life, life's busy. Yes, we are still going to auction the uh, amazing PC that... Uh, I was going to say we co-built, but they did most of the really cool work uh, that that they made for us. Um, that's going to happen at LTX, and it's going to be for charity. It's going to be awesome. Apparently, someone watching the show is literally playing the Forza Hot Wheels expansion right now. Nice. Uh, A yeah, nice. It's, it's good. Okay, it's time uh, for a few merch messages. Dan, yeah. hit me. Okay. I went to a Christmas soccer match where Santa parachuted from the halftime show but clipped the roof and plummeted, shocking the children. Uh, uh, what's the biggest mishap <laughs> in front of a crowd you've witnessed? Wow. Witnessed? No part of that sounded real. Um, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, I'm never going to beat that story. <laughs> yeah, like, what? <laughs> so... I don't know. I don't feel like I've... Oh! I know mine. I know mine 100%. No question. Okay. Go. Jensen just going off on stage at... Um, Tom Peterson. Yeah. Tap. That was incredibly awkward. And, and like... The videos are bad. I wasn't there. I was there. But I've heard that in person, it was... It was rough. Because, like, the camera didn't show the whole thing, but you could see Tap, like, when he went off stage and stuff. And, like, he handled it very professionally. In my opinion, Jensen super did not. But Tap did. But, like, it was just, it was actually more awkward because their response to it was not matched. Right. Like, if they both handled it super poorly, it would probably it have been less been awkward. A fight. Yeah. But instead, it was just someone in a position of very uneven power, just like clapping on someone on stage. And it's just like, man, I, that was that was rough. That was very rough. Biggest mishap in front of a crowd. I'm I'm just trying to think. Like honestly, the ones that the ones that I do definitely hit me the hardest. But I haven't spent that much time in front of a crowd. Like, I've definitely made some mistakes. I dropped that razor blade laptop when I was supposed to be unveiling it at the first LTX. That was not the best. Kind of sick. Um, Very on brand. I, but yeah, at least, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Like, I've never accidentally, you know, I'm just trying to think of anything that would be really, really bad. I mean, I've done lots of dumb stuff on stream. <laughs> Does that count? I don't know. I, I mean, like, okay, like, I've thrown stuff into a crowd and, like, accidentally nailed people with stuff and it's been pretty bad. Like, that's bad, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's a mishap. Um, I'm PAX, not going to stop doing it. PAX I'm, used to be a lot more fun when they allowed that. They have hard banned it now. You're not allowed throwing anything, not even t-shirts. Really? Yeah, it's like... That's stupid. No, I'm going to throw dumb. stuff at LTX. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Linus, liability tips. Mr. Yeah, yeah. Linus, I occasionally hear South Park references. Do you have a favorite character or episode? How would you feel about your likeness being portrayed on the show? Oh, favorite favorite episode. Scott Tenorman must die. 100%. Yeah. That's, when, that's when Cartman went from just kind of like an awful little child to the complete sociopath that we know and love now. Um, you know, if I had to pick a few handfuls. I mean, for me, really, the golden age is from about... 
late season two slash season three to maybe, I guess as soon as we start making it into anything with the coon, anything with the kind of continuity from episode to episode with stupid integrity farms and all that kind of garbage, um, pretty much that. So kind of like season three, season eight, season nine, maybe 10, kind of in there. Um, so, you know, Cartman land is amazing. Anything, anything where Cartman is particularly evil and then gets particularly <laughs> f***ed on is pretty much my favorite. <laughs> All right, okay, let's see. Next one here. Love the show, boys. Linus, as a fellow late 80s child and currently in IT tech, how do you adjust seeing younger and younger people join your team? Uh, tech especially seems like a young person's game. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's um, what choice do I have? Right? Like if we, if we want to, if we want to stay hip and with it, you know, and, uh, and, uh, I don't think either of those are currently trendy names and down, you know, we want to stay <laughs> bussing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's good or no not. cap for real, for real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you Fire. know, we, I, I can't, I can't expect myself to be cool. I never was. So the best that we can do is we can keep trying to attract talent, keep trying to evolve, uh, keep bringing in fresh <laughs> ideas. And that's where fresh ideas come from. Fresh ideas don't come <laughs> from people who have been doing this for 30 years, right? So, yeah, I, uh, I, I guess I, I don't know. It's a funny thing because at work, I don't really think <laughs> about that I'm like, you know, twice Jake's age or whatever. It doesn't really matter. What? No, it's not twice, but it, but I'm a lot older than him, um, and I and it's it's the same. Like it's it's not until the slang comes out that I notice someone's actually part of a completely different generation from me because tech is our common language, right? Yeah. So when you've got that in common, it's easy. But if I was to go to a completely different environment, if I was to go to a club or something, yeah, I'd I'd feel far more out of place so because awkward. of. Because of the the differences in my maybe music preferences or, um, yeah, sure my 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 way my manner of speaking. You know, d does anyone still speak Valley Girl? Like, is this this is still acceptable? You know, like, <laughs> like 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 uh, I, like I, I don't know. Um, it's fine. Yeah, it's right. It's good. It's it's just part of the process. And in response to that second part of the South Park question, if that's a real, you know, offer, if you actually work on the show, I I can't you know, I can't believe that's even a question, of course. Next. Well, I think that was 3. Yeah, why don't was we it? why don't we slide another one in here? How about yeah. that? Slide into my DMs. Yeah, do people still say that? I don't know. Probably. I mean, it's all it's all, that's all it is anymore. I'm, someone does. No cap for real. She. <laughs> that was bad. She. Do, do a merge message. Uh, hello, Dan and the support staff. Linus, a uh, game of Would You Rather. Would you rather allow Dan to remaster the Christmas album <laughs> or allow Luke another shot at Pizza Warmer PC? Oh. Thanks for all you do. Dan, you gotta stop sending your own merge messages. That's not how this works. I archive most of them. <laughs> Stop talking about the Christmas album. <laughs> the Christmas album is not happening. 
Luke gets oh. another shot at Pizza Warmer PC before you remaster the Christmas album. There's no question in my mind, especially because Luke never had a first shot at the piece at the Pizza Warming PC because it wasn't supposed to be a f pizza warming PC. It was supposed to be a pizza heat retention PC. He just completely misunderstood the concept. <laughs> Thank you for the excellent merch message. Oh, I'm crying. Okay. <laughs> okay. What do we do next? I, I don't know. Anymore. Give us the card. Oh, uh, we don't. We can't do anything. We don't give us a. Okay. Do some topics. more topics, please. All right. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, I don't want to talk hate you all. That. Why do you all troll me like this? You try to upset me make me do something or say something i'm not supposed to say on stream google engineer warns public researchers are winning the ai race a leaked document from from a senior google engineer luke samau hopefully i said that right warns sir that now i think but close sir s-e-r-n-a-u yes that's an annoying typeface uh warns <laughs> that both google and OpenAI may soon lose the ai race to open source development grassroots engineers have been making huge strides in part due to the leak of meta's llama llm in part in massive section uh <laughs> just saying probably a factor yeah according to the document neither company has had the kind of secret sauce that will be enough to keep them ahead i believe they described it as a moat neither company has a moat uh worse while they've been focused on each other open source development has been quietly lapping them both with many public researchers achieving more with a few hundred dollars and a few weeks um, than what large companies are struggling to do with millions over the course of months because those open groups are playing catch up to be clear they're not lapping them is not a really fair way of saying it because they're they're still catching up but it's fine it sounds cool we're going to stick with it specifically cited was the issue with running ai models on phones open source models are faster more customizable more private and pound for pound more capable Luke, the previously quoted person, therefore urged that Google should work with and learn from developers outside the company. Meanwhile, an open letter to the European Parliament, authored primarily by German research group Lion, has advocated against regulation of grassroots development and smaller AI research firms, in part to keep the EU competitive with the United States. Quoted, rules that require a researcher or developer to monitor or control downstream uh, downstream use could make it impossible to release open source AI in Europe, which would entrench large firms and hamper efforts to improve transparency, reduce competition, limit academic freedom, and drive investment in AI overseas. Like many AI forms, Lion has been criticized for not respecting the rights of artists whose work is included in their open source database including threatening countersuits against artists who have requested their work be removed. Cool. Um, yeah, we've been talking about this on Wancho for a while, but it's interesting seeing someone in within Google talk about the same thing. Well, you got to make a bold prediction now. Is it, is you got to keep the streak time? alive. You don't get to just be... No, Nostradamus didn't get to just make, you know, three predictions... Absolutely nail them and then go, well, I'm retiring with a perfect record. You, you have wanna, to keep making predictions. You want to know something funny? You know how you've talked about this a bunch, and I think this is genuinely very true. One of the reasons why Linus Hectips has been punchy for so long is because you get bored very quickly. Yeah. I'm bored. 
You're bored already? I'm bored. But but new stuff is happening. The problem yeah. is a lot of this stuff isn't actually really releasing. Especially not really in the way that people talk about its capabilities. Like a lot of the mm. stuff that OpenAI is doing, uh, it's alphas. And they're only giving it to some people. So like the plugins thing. We talked about this weeks ago. Do you have it? No. I don't have it. Right. So if I don't get to play with it, why do I care? That's the, fair. The uh, co-pilot for Office yeah. looks like an insane disruptor. Yeah. Where is that? Where is it? So Where's I'm the kind one for of... Gmail? I'm kind of in a... Where's yeah. the Gmail? Where's Google's? Well, hold on. Here's what I really want to know. Call Yvonne Ho. <laughs> oh, wow. It managed to do it. I'm impressed. But yeah, like, I, I'm i not... I don't know if I should necessarily say bored. I'm feeling like it's unnecessary to keep up with the news right now. Because we're... I, I feel like, just like OpenAI had, like, the fastest adoption of a million users of anything, like, ever. Right. I feel like there's... You know that curve? I don't remember the exact name of all the stages. But you have the massive hype at the beginning of a new technology. And then you have the massive drop of people realizing that it's, like kind of junk right now because it's so new and then it jumps back up when you get to very productive stages and people actually yeah. start releasing things and it becomes very usable and then it trend lines forever basically and i don't feel like we're actually at the bottom of that first drop yet but i feel like we're over the hump because we're at the point where everybody's heard about it everybody has seen at least one really really cool demo of it Bathtub like curve is actually that what you're looking for is it? I don't know. It might be. Okay. Um, but yeah, every, everybody's heard of it. Like my, even people that like are not into tech stuff has heard of it because it's been in mainstream news, all that type of stuff. You've given everybody the fear. You've given everybody the hype. You've given everybody all that kind of stuff. Now it's time to. Uh, this is not exactly what I was describing. It's the shape of the curve, though. Very much excite. Very thing happen then less thing happen then as it gets better thing happen yeah more. that's pretty close yeah sure. i think it's i think it's explaining the same concept it's just not the exact curve that i was talking about sure. um but yeah it's time to deliver it's time to ship we need stuff apparently q3 for uh for copilot cool so i'm excited for q3 right okay. that's where i'm currently looking yeah i guess that kind of is similar to how we really stopped talking about rumors so much on yeah. WAN show way back in the day. Like we used to talk a lot about, oh, here's the rumored spec of the upcoming GeForce whatever. And then it's got annoying. what we'd realize is that the following week there'd be a new rumored spec yeah. ever so slightly different or sometimes the same but more sure this time and yeah. then the following week it'd be and then we just kind of felt like broken records. We're just talking about this over and over and over and over again. And making noise that has absolutely no value outside of the very moment that we first talked about it. Why don't we just wait? And then it's out. And then we can create an evergreen piece of content that will always inform you about that product. Um, I think that's, some, that's a mistake that I see a lot of starting out and even fairly experienced content creators making. Where they, they make 
a video or write an article or whatever else it is, whatever their medium is, and they, they make something that is relevant today. And I think what they're missing is the algorithmic importance of someone watching your video or listening to your song or uh, reading your article from a year ago or two years ago and still getting a value out of it. Ah, okay. Okay, what's this called? It says, uh, this is the Gartner hype cycle. The hype cycle. So the bottom left-hand corner thing is technology trigger. So the thing kind of shows up. Peak of inflated expectations, trough of disillusionment, all this type of stuff. So I feel like we're we're kind of just over the, the hump right now. And if you're saying... Um, if you're saying that it's going to be Q3, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And ho- hopefully we can avoid it too big of a dump. But yeah, I, exactly what you're just describing. I'm feeling that way about it. I don't think there's actually a lot to talk about. Even this literal topic, we have literally already talked about it. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Content. Back to what I was saying. Make content that is evergreen. And you will be amazed what that will do for you. You never know when... like. Every once in a while, uh, one of the views that I like to look at in our analytics dashboard is what people have been watching most in the last 60 minutes. And what's really interesting about that view, that real-time view, is that a lot of the time, it's obviously going to have your last couple of videos you released. But once in a while, you'll have stuff show up. Okay, so one of the things that's most watched in the last 60 minutes is Adam's AMD Ultimate Tech Upgrade. Okay. Okay. That really helps me keep an eye on what kinds of videos are gonna are gonna pop off in the longer term and get a get a mm-hmm. second wind and a third wind and a fourth wind and really really take off. Uh, and you will never put yourself in a position to do that if you create content that is just about the rumor mill, just has absolutely no relevance. And I'm not saying there's no place for that. We created a whole channel for it. It's called TechLinked. Uh, we created a second channel for it. It's called GameLinked. Um, which don't worry we will we will launch we will launch eventually uh there's been some challenges internally getting it uh, getting it across the finish line but we're 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 gonna get it there it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be great riley and his team are doing an amazing job getting everything set up for it but okay ai i guess we'll just kind of play the waiting game and yeah like maybe we talk about something here there like someone in chat said look at the auto gpt repo graph it's literally the graph you just showed and it's like, yeah, like I, right, yeah. It's it's there. It, there is cool stuff happening. Chat or the Chat GPT code interpreter thing looks super sweet, but like almost none of us can even try it. So whatever. I don't know. I'm off the. I'm I'm still paying attention, but until we get more things shipped, products shipped, I I think I'm I think I'm kind of chilling for now. All right. Why don't we talk about... Oh, and and sorry, one other thing, because people keep spamming this. I know a lot of the new AI stuff is open source stuff. Totally. And that's fantastic. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying they're moving slowly. I think they are moving super, super fast. I am also thinking that they aren't quite 100% there. 
and one of the reasons why they're moving really fast is is like the the leaks and whatnot that we've been seeing the the transparency on what data sets that these companies are using to feed their models um and a lot of other kind of stuff like that people breaking off from these big companies to start startups that are currently working in the open source space so they just sort of happen to know what's going on over there stuff like that is happening a lot right now which is fantastic it's very cool um but it's the same thing um so it's it's not like the most exciting to talk about a way you know what else is happening a lot right now what's up amd's new u class of chips oh okay i know that on WAN show, it's not necessarily the best place to get your news about an upcoming CPU or or GPU because we can't, you know, put up all the graphs and, and all that kind of stuff that is that is really helpful for understanding just how good this product is. But you don't need that. What you need is hype, 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 because these things are amazing. AMD has released specs and performance data for its new Zen 4 Ryzen 7040U phoenix series processors they're designed for thin and light laptops so these are like 15 to 30 watt cpus like the framework laptop 13 i'm so excited Ah! not just as an investor i just want one in my laptop (laughs) they're based on zen 4 okay so latest cpu architecture with rdna 3 based Radeon 700M GPUs, and Team Red says these chips should be able to go head-to-head with Apple's M2 processors, with the flagship 7840U supposedly performing 75% better than the M2 in Passmark 10. You notice Apple's whole Apple Silicon thing like started out like really strong, and in typical Apple Mac fashion, has kind of got... Oh, good enough. Just deflated. We'll just leave it where it is. Like, remember when they launched the Mac Pro and they were like, yeah, we're back with upgradability and it's going to be different this time. And they launched the Mac Pro and then never updated it again. (laughs) Why do they just, why are they so apathetic toward their Mac users? I don't know. It's kind of shocking. Yep. Uh, Anywho. AMD also claims victory over Intel's competing 13th gen chip, the Core i7-1360P, by 30 to 228% on various tests. If you look closely, and this is really cool, uh, this chart is from uh, a non-tech. Credit a non-tech for this chart. This is amazing. If you look closely, uh, hold on. Okay, I can't. Uh, Dan, can you move uh, us? Please. Yeah, thank you. One sec. The Ryzen 7 7840U bears a lot of resemblance to the Ryzen Z1 Extreme. They both have 8-core 16 threads. Uh, Really? That's how you do it? You know what? It doesn't matter. Uh, 12 CUs in their iGPU, uh, 16 megs of level 3 cache, and a maximum 30-watt TDP. How interesting. Oh, I did that just in time. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, The Ryzen Z1 Extreme is going to be powering the ROG Ally when it launches next week. Uh, These chips are AMD's first to launch with Ryzen AI, which is powered by its XDNA AI architecture, courtesy of the company's acquisition of Xilinx last year. 
Ryzen AI will apparently power upcoming features in Windows 11, like the Studio Effects Pack that can be only used with dedicated AI hardware. It's possible people will be able to hack around it, but it will almost certainly uh, result in additional power consumption, which on a mobile device would not be desirable. So just because you can work around it doesn't necessarily mean that you should. Speaking of Windows being optimized for certain chips, this is great, Windows 12 might end up optimized for custom Microsoft Silicon ARM-based SOCs if multiple new job listings for chip designers are any indication. Would you buy Microsoft Silicon? <laughs> well, don't look too enthusiastic. I find with a lot of Microsoft hardware products, there's a bunch of really cool stuff. And then there's some like glaring drawback problems. Yeah. And then there's not necessarily like... It's not like Apple's perfect. You know, I think the fact that they rug pulled 3D Touch, which was the coolest feature ever, um, sucks. You know? Yeah. Um, but in general, if you upgrade from an iPhone to an iPhone, from a Mac to a Mac, you can expect some degree of continuity. And that was definitely intentional. Whereas on the Windows side and even within Microsoft's own Surface products, I don't feel like that same thing exists. They don't have the same level of commit. And whether that's an unwillingness to continue to invest in things that were not immediate Ws or whether that's just maybe not thinking ahead enough as to like what that about the viability of a product like microsoft has some like serious wins in the hardware space but you know like, soft's in the name they've always felt like a software company like uh do they do they still can, can you still do they still have that aio that you can like stick the surface dial to the screen or whatever oh yeah the surface dial is apparently still a thing with 363 reviews on the Microsoft store on surface. I can't even remember what some of their PCs were called Surf surface, surface studio or studio. People are saying studio. Is that the one? Okay. Can you still buy a surface studio? I remember even when it launched, it had last gen hardware in it. Yeah. Have, have they updated this bloody thing? Okay. Here, let's have a look at it. Am I, am I just ignorant? It's still like $9,000. I want Wait, this just is a laptop. the screen. No, this is a laptop. Okay, now hold on just a gosh darn minute. Computers. Uh, Surface two and one. Studio. All of them. Surface Studio 2 Plus. Okay, did I, did I just miss something here? Is this is this current? Yep. Starting from 6000 Canadian dollars. Where's my tech specs at? Uh, okay, that's still a 28-inch display, which is like fine. 11th gen processor. No. This has not been updated. So this is just, can Whoa. I, can I order this thing? 11th gen processor, 32 gigs of RAM and a one terabyte SSD for six grand. Non-user serviceable. This I've, is, I've repaired one. They're brutal. This is just languishing. And it was, you know, some parts of it were, were cutting edge. So Thunderbolt 4 is hey, still It's got Windows 11. Relevant. Let's go. Is this real? I can actually order this outdated computer? Wow, I'm sure glad I customized this. I can choose English keyboard or terrible keyboard. <laughs> Is that it? Select a configuration. I mean, well, yeah. What other one am I going to select, Microsoft? 
My options are that and that. And then I can decide if I want any Microsoft 365 with that. Uh, no, I don't want additional protection. This is it. I can get a wireless headset, um, an ugly mouse, or a different ugly mouse. Wow. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, where's your where's your commit? And it's not like, okay, I mean, we just criticized Apple for releasing a literal $40,000 computer that they then pretend start immediately start pretending doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Right. But this is regular for Microsoft. It's like, it's like, it's like Netflix, right? So you, you kind of sit there and go, Oh yeah, I love this paradigm where I have this like zero gravity hinge or whatever. And I can put my dial on my thing and I can do all this stuff. Will this continue to get any development? Like what's going on with the surface duo? AJ's all. <laughs> I guess AJ uses the French Canadian keyboard layout. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> you employ this man? AJ's great. He can he can have an exception. He he can have his he can have his bad his bad layout. Okay. What what's going on with this thing? Uh, Microsoft yeah. has just started casually low key not providing regular updates for it. Um, I saw an article that was, and I don't know how true the the speculation about the reassignment of the team is, but someone's saying it's updated each year. Apparently, not the processor. Oh yeah, no, it's, that it's not fair to just say like, yeah, we ship with a more up to date operating system. Yeah, like, that's what, not an update. What else is updated? Yeah, eleventh gen, eleventh gen, it, uh, RTX thirty sixty. Like, I don't know. Was it, was it, well, hold on a second. Did the original one have a 2060? I think it it has been updated because I did the video on the first one. Okay. So like, it's been a minute, dude. It's been probably like seven years. (laughs) It must have received at least one update, but it is not currently up to date, I would say. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe I'm just being mean, but yeah, Surface Duo is another one that I'm just kind of looking at going, "Mm, yeah, really? I mean, if you search for Surface Studio, this is another thing too. Like, I guess even if they are updating this thing, does anyone care? So we've got this one result and then it's just laptop. Oh, yeah. wait. No, no, no. We've got an all-in-one PC. Okay. Is anyone buying this thing? Again, like I said, oh, wow. No reviews yet. Be the first. Whoa. That's a Yikes. That's a big yikes. <laughs> okay. Cool. I think we have some news. Oh, we do? Oh, and can you well, yeah, oh, yeah, just give me a second here, guys. What? What? what no. What, what? No time given. Jeez. Now everybody's expecting something. Something breaking? Some news. I think we have oh, breaking no. news. Okay. Oh. Oh, oh, it's all uh, going wrong. My phone's going off now. Oh, jeez. We have news. Oh, oh, we have news. Oh, oh, it's good news. Oh, oh yeah. What did you think we? I had? was trying to leave some suspense. Well, I don't know what the heck you were talking about. <laughs> Would you like to see the news? Okay. Yes. Hit, hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Okay. He said yes. I believe he said yes. Um, yeah. It was. It was our pleasure. Thank you very much. Um. It's a lot of fun. We've had kind of, we've had some requests for from people to you know, 
do stuff before. Do stuff like that. Yeah. I receive a shocking number of wedding invitations. <laughs> no, really, though. They don't even give them to me anymore. Because I'm just like, yeah, this is super weird. I really just don't think I'm going to... I, I actually... Okay. I, I have to confess. I almost went once. When I found out about the wedding invitation thing, because apparently they just would never give them to me, I was like, oh, that's hilarious. We should do a channel super fun where we all show up. You wedding crash. Just the whole gang. The entire company. <laughs> we have a response from them, too. Um, sorry, oh. we have a response from who? Um, from our new couple. Um, he said, yes, tell Linus and Luke, I am so, so happy and really appreciate of their help. Appreciative of their help. Awesome. Um, but anyway, that I would was, actually be very funny. I was talked out of it because it would also be, uh, very disruptive. I mean, there's family there and the venue would have no idea that this is happening. And like, like I would just not, uh, the idea was that I would just not RSVP and then we would just show up. It would be really funny though. It'd be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is don't invite me to your wedding because we're not doing that. I was talked down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Judge protects anonymity of eight Redditors. So the background here is a group of film studios were trying to prove that internet service provider Astound was turning a blind eye to piracy committed by its customers. They demanded that Reddit unmask the identity of certain users who commented on posts about piracy, including they wanted the IP address registration and logs from January 1st, 2016 to present. They wanted the name, email address, and other account registration information. Reddit provided some information on at least one user, but refused to unmask the rest, leading the studios to file a subpoena. Reddit responded that this was a phishing expedition. Uh, four of the users never mentioned Astound, Two mentioned Astound, but weren't talking about copyright infringement, and one user's comment was from 2014, outside the time frame of the lawsuit. In American law, anonymous communication has traditionally been protected as part of the right to free speech because it shields people expressing unpopular opinions from potential retribution. The judge ruled that the studios had not demonstrated a compelling need to overrule the user's free speech rights. So there you have it. Um, you can still talk about piracy on Reddit, including naming your ISP, I don't know how long that'll last, but <laughs> every once in a while, something goes right. Speaking of which, uh, BioFire is getting ready to release America's first commercial smart gun. Oh, uh, what? Uh, they're a startup. They're launching a smart gun with facial recognition and fingerprint unlock that will fire only for registered users. Okay, well, this is BS. Uh, don't worry, we're getting to that. Okay. The gun will be available as soon as the fourth quarter of this year, making it potentially the first commercially available smart gun in the U.S. There no. are, however, smart guns available abroad. Just Can you relax? Available this is wrong. abroad <laughs> that require the user to wear a linked smartwatch or similar device. So uh, the shtick here is that it's using fingerprint and facial recognition. 60% of gun owners apparently say they would be interested in a smart gun, uh, and the potential for the technology has been around for a long time. In 2000, both Colt and Smith & Wesson agreed to create government-sponsored smart guns, but they were boycotted by gun owners, um, and evidently that never happened. Now, there is some concern around these products that they may not fire when needed, and during a demonstration earlier this week, Klopfer... Uh, 
Okay. I guess that's the name. Uh, fired the gun. Then another demonstrator picked it up, pulled the trigger, and nothing happened. When Klopfer took the gun again, it failed to fire twice, then fired correctly. A second prototype worked as expected. <laughs> you have 20 seconds to comply. Okay. Luke, now you can talk about the smart gun. It's just, it's not true. It's not the first. What do you mean? These have existed in for America, years. In America. I don't care. You think America's in not America. going to have a gun? Like, <laughs> gun exists in world. Gun in America. These have to be true at the same time. I, like, I don't, I don't care. It's just not true. There's like, there's videos of people defeating these from years ago. The, the first one I remember, somebody just took a magnet. They, they held the, the, the pistol, and they just took a magnet, and they went, bonk, and then it fired no matter what. It just immediately the lock was just steel? Yeah. It just yeah. immediately defeated it. These have not only existed, but they have been terrible for years. Like, it's like, we are the first to release, and I can't believe the amount of coverage they got on this. I googled, firearm requires fingerprint to fire, and it's... Everywhere, all from just this one. How Biofire got this coverage is wild. When no, they are not first to market. I can't believe people would lie on the internet. It's wild. I think the facial recognition thing, like, sure. But where do you define smart? Like, what, yours is smart because it's fingerprint and facial recognition? The previous ones weren't smart because they were just fingerprint? What if someone requires, like, something else? What if someone requires like a 2FA code? I say it's smart when it has like chat GPT integration and chat GPT. You have to talk it out of shooting you. Chat GPT has evolved to the point where it doesn't tell you to kill yourself. <laughs> so I want like a really, you know, top functioning, you know, large language model that, you know, will kind of advise me on the proper use of it you know maybe maybe that's smart that's not a smart gun bullets on the blockchain oh no <sighs> anyway that was the whole reason that i wanted this topic in here so that i could talk about <laughs> chat gpt on a gun <laughs> and i think it's time for us to move on to when show after hours which is basically more of that uh, for better or for worse God. Help. Uh, we have a new banner for that. I'm going to click this button and let's see if it does anything. Hey! Now I get to get up. Hey, there we go. Cool. Wow. Did that even change? The, the corner, the corner. Oh my god. It says after dark under it. Okay. Well, I'm sure glad Did you I... rip one? No, actually. Why does it smell like fart? Um... Did you did you crap yourself? No. Because that's a possibility. <laughs> I mean, you technically didn't ask me if I crapped myself. <laughs> So that's not ruled out yet. Oh my goodness. That was <laughs> wild. Okay. Anyways, um merch messages. I'm gonna start trying to I've already been trying to respond to some of them through text. I'm gonna jump in and try to do more now. We will we'll fall into our formation. Yeah, if you guys want to deal with some potentials, I'll start yelling at you with yeah. the curated. Yeah, okay, yeah. here we go. Dear Linus, being very busy CEO of LMG and trying to eat healthy slash feed a family sounds very hard. Have you ever thought of hiring a private chef? Sincerely, someone who makes food for money. Um, the only reason that I haven't 
is that I don't want my kids to grow up with a chef. Yeah. I feel, I don't necessarily know that we've talked about that, but I knew that answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I respect that. I, well, the thing is like, okay, that I'm going to play devil's advocate against myself right now because, um, what if by having a private chef, my kids were exposed to far more variety in their diet and healthier food? Uh, you know, Yvonne and I would never be up An at interesting mid- way to do it maybe is if you yeah. had your kids cook with the private chef. If it was like a cooking tutor. Okay, cooking tutor, sure. Um, but I mean, okay, sure. Maybe, uh, look. I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll get to that know. in a second. Whatever. Yeah. But like realistically, you know, Yvonne and I are like any other both parents work family. And sometimes uh, like one thing we're really good about is we always send our kids to school with lunch. Uh, so they never go to the cafeteria, even though that is technically an option. Um, so they always bring a bring bring food from home. Um, but occasionally that food ain't great. You know, we'll be up at midnight and we're kind of going, oh, holy crap, we don't have anything for lunches tomorrow. And we'll like just whip up some Annie's, you know, mac and cheese or yeah. whatever and throw it in a throw it in a thermos. All right, kids, enjoy. I mean, they, they love it, obviously, but it's not good for them. It's not healthy, right? It's got, it's got so much sodium in it. I have no like, idea, okay. but I would assume Annie's is better than like a craft and dinner thing. Well, sometimes they get craft dinner too, right? Fair enough. It, you know, right. And so from a, from a, from a what's... What's healthier for your children? Is it to is it to eat the healthiest food that builds the best brain function and and body function and and growth, or is it to you know live on the in the real world where people don't actually have a chef that makes them food every day, right? Um, would would they end up more helpless? I mean, I think your idea of having having them help with food prep is great in theory. But I can tell you, we have lots of great ideas in theory. Like, I have the idea in theory of creating some kind of bonus system where if you're the first one dressed and downstairs and eating your breakfast, then you get some kind of star that gets you some kind of reward because positive reinforcement works so much better than negative reinforcement. But in practice, it's early and I'm tired and I'm just going to say, get downstairs! We got to go! Like, you just yell at them, right? Like, so it's... Yes... But realistically, if the kids are not helpful that day, or busy with they're still going to make the food, or whatever. And kids are smart; they're going to figure that out. Oh, I'm conveniently busy. Yeah. Oh, I have to go to the bathroom. One of my middle child is like the queen of that. Uh, okay, guys, need to empty the dishwasher. Uh, okay, I have to go to the bathroom, and then the dishwasher is three quarters empty by the time she comes back. She puts away two things, and, she, and she's like, "I helped," and I'm like, "Yeah, uh, you're looking at the king of that trick." go do something else I used to be really bad for that and my family thought it was intentional but I just have really intense gamer bladder and I would stand up for the first time after a very long time and then actually just need to go to the washroom and I used to get in arguments where I'd be like just leave a bunch of it for me like I'm not I'm not trying to avoid it I'm not saying that's what's happening here but definitely not yeah that used to happen to me all right next up okay do you have any comment on all the eight gigabits of VRAM not being enough conversations? It's gigabytes, but um, I mean, Giga- yeah, yeah, this happens all the time. Game developers keep, you know, pushing the envelope, and graphics card manufacturers. I mean, okay, so you gotta you gotta look at what is a GPU, right? 
you've got the sand in the middle the gpu itself and that the intellectual property is mostly owned by your amd your nvidia or your intel so the the the, the manufacturer uh, some of the ip may be co-developed with a samsung or a tsmc or whatever else for that particular chip but but largely the ip is owned by that designer of that silicon and so while there's a lot of cost associated with it to the board manufacturer or to you the consumer the actual cost on that is largely in the development of it right now there is obviously what they pay for silicon wafers from a tsmc or a samsung but a lot of that cost is intellectual property so there's great margin in it is what i'm trying to say ram on the other hand is not the intellectual property of nvidia or amd they help contribute to standards like graphics ddr or hbm i think to a degree but they don't own that and so when they buy ram they buy it from samsung or micron or whoever else there's a lot less margin in buying commodity memory and strapping it to a board there's also basically no margin in integration of things like heat sinks and pcbs like uh, vrms right so then with all that in mind if i am trying to reduce my my total bill of materials does it make sense to build a crappier gpu or do i want to put a really good gpu on it that has lots of cool ai tech that helps me sell my product or do i want to downgrade the memory that has a much bigger cost and is much less marketable well i don't want to put on any more frame buffer than i absolutely have to that memory so that's where they're going to try and they're going to try and lower their bomb cost or their bill of materials cost for the graphics card for the completed card Nvidia does spend money in weird ways sometimes, like when they first started putting these super high-end coolers on their cards. I guess this is back in the 700 series, these like cast aluminum uh, heatsink shrouds and like these really fancy, you know, machined backplates and stuff. Uh, I, I, it kind of never made sense to me because I'm sitting here going like, oh, well, that's, that's unnecessary. That doesn't contribute to performance. That's very non-traditional. And then, you know, they go and do weird things like the three and a half gig RAM thing with the 900 series. Um, so is it necessarily the best, uh, is, is it the best plan for them to cost up a heatsink and cost down on memory? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not an engineer, but I can tell the community is not happy about it. And yeah, more VRAM is absolutely a great way to future-proof your purchase. But I will say this too. It feels like it's making a bigger difference right now than I'm used to it making in the past. We've seen two and four gig versions, four and eight gig versions of the same cards many, time in the pa many times in the past. And the general rule often has been that by the time that VRAM is a limitation for you, realistically the performance of that gpu is going to be a bigger limitation but we're seeing people modifying these graphics cards putting extra memory on them and getting much better performance and that's over the last couple of generations now so yeah i can i can see some justification for amd's snark that they've been throwing at nvidia about how they've been kind of cheaping out on video frame buffer uh, i just got a message from our community uh coordinator oh could you mention this on behalf of the LTT folding team? It's on the WAN show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. missed it because it was buried with the merch stuff. Yep. LTT is competing in the Boink Pentathlon. 
Uh, it's a two-week competition where teams lend their unused processing power to perform calculations for five different projects in science, physics, and mathematics. LTT has competed only twice before, with our best rank being sixth overall in 2021. The event has been running for around 24 hours at this point. We're currently in sixth place. There are over $1,000 of prizes up for grabs. Um, and if you're up to the challenge, you can come on and join the team. Prizes include 10 $100 LTT store gift cards and a handful of Steam gift cards. Prizes are a raffle from all active participants, so no matter how powerful your computer is, you have the same chance to win. The link will be posted in chat, and I will do that now. Pretty awesome. This is one of the things, this is the kind of thing that we want our community coordinator doing because it's like, it's not like we don't want to throw prizing at the community and support these kinds of things. It's just that I don't personally have time to oversee it. So I, I need someone to actually follow up and, you know, send out prizing and that sort of thing. This is great. Fantastic. Thank you very much for the reminder. I was going to say name, but I think this individual is not off probation yet. Cool. Hit me again. Sure thing. Hey, LLND, love the show. A question Luke might be able to answer. I bought some birdseed recently. How long does it take for the birds to grow once I plant them? The cashier couldn't answer me. What? How long? That's not, it's not, for, you feed it to the birds. Huh? I'm a security professional at a game company. Finding it infuriating, the Uber CISO stated, uh, skated his cybercrime charges. That's Dan, a lot do of you C's. want to start again? That's a lot of C's in this one. I'm a security professional at a game company. Finding it infuriating, the Uber CISO skated on his cybercrime charges. There you go. Are you worried about being held liable for one of your employees? Uh... Did I miss something here? <laughs> I, I was replying to a text one. I, 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 I think we... For one of your employees. I don't um, know if we technically know the full story there. Is Uber getting pinned with this? Is that what's going on? I don't know. Um, are you worried about being held liable for one of your employees? I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Like, it, it, is, it, is, it is totally possible for someone here to say something or do something that could maybe not legally um cause problems for me but absolutely perceptually cause problems like i think if if someone here came out as some kind of hyper toxic um you know like let's 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 pick something sort of unequivocally bad like a nazi supporter or something like that um, I think that if we didn't take any kind of action, that could that could reflect really poorly on our company and on me personally. So, yeah, definitely, it's something that we're concerned about, and it's something that we try to try to be cognizant of as we're as we're continuing to build our team, is we want to make sure that to the greatest degree we can, um, everyone who works here is like kind of awesome. You know, that's I think a, a pretty shouldn't be that hard but it's but it's difficult but i think it's a good and worthwhile goal and something that i actually talked to our hr department about like earlier this week it's like what do we care about we care about you know working with people that you know want to be here and want to and and are are excited about you know what they're doing and what our mission is right which is to make consumer electronics and technology more exciting and more accessible to people if you don't care about that and you don't want that, then you should go work somewhere else where they do something that you do want to do and that you are excited about. 
Like, that's fine. <laughs> right? You don't have to work here. Yeah. Okay, up next. Hi, LLD. Thoughts on licensure for software or electronics engineers like the more traditional engineering disciplines. Ethics rules could require that engineers don't enact anti-consumer practices, for example. Okay. So this is a whole thing where engineer can be a protected term where you can't call yourself an engineer unless you have gone through a particular program and or you are a member of a particular organization that um, has its own sort of internal uh, governing rules for your behavior. Um, I think it would be super cool if you know, the engineering body had rules like, yeah, members who want to call themselves engineer cannot enact anti-consumer practices, but they would basically just create a situation where every licensed engineer or certified engineer, whatever you want to call it, um, would be utterly unemployable because many companies and it's a, it's a weird thing, but many companies seem to put themselves on opposite sides of a struggle with their customers um, for how they can extract more money from them, right? And so I think that it would be, it's noble, but I don't think it's realistic. I was having a similar conversation about this with someone very recently, actually, where it was basically along the lines of, yeah, it would be great if everyone kind of came together and said, you know what, let's not do that anymore. Um, oh man, what was it? It was Microsoft. If Microsoft could put pressure on, uh, it was something, it was like some kind of like awful, like software, software behavior or something like that. And I was like, yeah, th that would be great. But it just, yeah, it was, it was the same answer, right? It's just, it's just not realistic. They'll find another way around. Exploiter's going to exploit. Keep the new desk pad designs coming. Question, are there any products on lttstore.com that you would consider a flop or underperformer? Or any products that were better than expected? The towels uh, are better than expected. <laughs> Everybody needs towels. We've sold like a hundred towels today. Like what? <laughs> Why towels? I mean, yeah, they've got a cool keyboard design and they're good towels. I'm not like I'm not down on the towels or anything. I just I was thinking about getting some towels. To be honest, mine mine are a little older. Yeah, I need new towels as well. So yeah, everybody needs towels. Like maybe it's just one of those things where sometimes accidentally we just kind of go, man, shopping for towels sucks. Yeah. What if there was just a place to get? You know, towels at the, you know. You just know they're going to be good Reasonable and price, yeah. any size you want. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. Because we we, we had got them back in stock last week, I think, and they've just been crushing it since then. Um, as for flops, oh man, I could tell you about some flops. Our first attempt at women's clothing was a pretty big flop. I mean, the reviews are pretty good for the uh, the original sweatpants and cropped hoodie. But the sales have not <clears throat> not been <clears throat> very strong. <laughs> I can tell you guys that much. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of middling. I think that we're gonna have to come up with some. Actually, you know what? Why don't Why don't we talk about it? The one time that we've kind of taken it to price on products from LTT store was um, Black Friday. 
And I think what we'll probably do is continue to have that be like, you know, the time that we'll run, you know, price promos or whatever else. Uh, but there may be one other time. And I think we're going to kind of piggyback on Prime Day and we're going to do Lime Day. They might not be sweet deals, but they're sour and tangy in a delightful way. <laughs> That's like kind of kind of what I'm thinking for it. Lime Day. So maybe so what like we'll do is nothing we'll... actually gets discounted, but there's no, no, like it'll be good though. bundles. No, 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 no. I'm talking just like, well, we'll take stuff that's like, yeah, this isn't really working and just blast it away. Yeah. Uh, I, I expect. Isn't that how like, do they all work? That's what we did on Black Friday. Yeah. But I, isn't that what like everybody does? Um, I mean, well, no, because Amazon just hikes the price up in the months leading up to it and ah. then puts it back. So I'm saying we so won't not do gonna, that. you're not going to like lie about it. No. Yeah. Cool. Oh, nice. no, no, no. We'll, we'll no, we're going to, if, if we discount something, it's because this is the normal price. And we are blowing it away. Yeah. So you're going to have to move pretty fast if you want to get your hands on any of that stuff. I, I don't know which uh, items we're going to do. I think I have a meeting with Nick next week to figure out what kind of things we're going to run for Lime Day. Um, but I do have some candidates in mind. Some stuff, I, okay, I'd say our sweatband set hasn't been a smash hit. We've never restocked it. We're still sitting on like thousands of units from our initial order. But they're sweatbands. They don't take up a ton of space. They have reasonable margins, so they don't cost a ton to store. We make money on them, and they're well reviewed. So it's not like we're it's not like they're a problem. They're just, you know, selling a little bit slowly. So that's fine. There. Okay, ILLD, tech like AR and interactive content has transformed my industry, broadcast media. Are there any technologies that have fundamentally transformed how LTT operates? Um, and is there any horizon besides AI? I'd say the biggest one that's impacting us right now and will continue to impact us is, well, okay, you say besides AI, but too bad, uh, is the ability to reach new audiences through AI-generated um, transcription, translation, and voice generation. Because at our scale, it's just, uh, yeah, obviously, I'd love to hire dedicated translation teams and, and professional voice actors for every possible dialect of every possible language, but it's not feasible. If we're, we are not Mr. Beast, right? If there's 100 million speakers of one language and we're getting 100,000 views of, okay, let's, let's take Mr. Beast, okay, right? So you've got however many, like a billion plus English speakers. If he takes his video and he translates it for a billion, you know, uh, Hindi speakers, he can double his views, which would be 30 or 40 million views of video. That cost is, is, is negligible. Whereas if we take our English viewership and we translate it to, let's say, Portuguese, okay, so we get millions, but not hundreds of millions and certainly not a billion, right? Compared to our English speaking audience or, or English accessible audience. All of a sudden, okay, if we can get a million or 2 million views, maybe we get like 200,000. Those economics don't make any sense. So, and even, even for something like Hindi, they don't necessarily make sense because the CPMs for views in those languages and views in those regions are so much lower that it's not like you're just doubling your reach. So for us, we need tools that make it more cost-effective for us to support more languages. And I'd say that's going to 
probably not double our business, but could help us grow 10 or 20% just by, by reaching a broader audience over the next couple of years as we work that into our workflow. Apparently, there are only approximately 350 million Hindi speakers. So I guess a lot of Punjabi as well. I, I don't know the actual like dialect no, split. It's still a lot of people. Yeah, it's still a lot. Hey, Luke, I just so, read the... <laughs> I just, How you doing? I just read the news that scientists taught pet parrots oh, yeah. to video call each other. What do you think about using tech not to make ownership easier, but making the lives of pets easier? I think it's super better. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I talked to you about this. I should have sent you the article, but I probably forgot. It's actually really wild. They, they taught parrots to video call each other. And they found that over time they made friends and those friends would more frequently call each other. So it wasn't necessarily even just that the one would like learn to press the one button more easily because the other one would also be like, oh, this one's my friend. So it would call that one back as well. And they would like go get their toys and like show their friend on the video call the toy. And they seem to understand that their friend is only in this thing, but they can like call them when they want and like Did hang they out. Introduce them in person after and see if they still recognized each other. I don't think so. Um, but like actually super cool. That's wild. And like there was clearly they like enjoyed it and they're having fun and they're being social and all this kind of stuff. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mostly just wanted to explain the story of what they were basing that merch message off of because that's super interesting. And yeah, if you can use tech to enhance the lives of your pets, why not? That sounds great. That's super cool. So, yeah. Next up. I feel like I already read this one. Yeah. And okay. Hey, LLD, love watching the WAN show. But how... Do you always keep the discussion interesting? Is there a threshold for the cutting room floor? Oh boy. I don't know. That's a good question. We, uh, can, we can be pretty vicious about topics. Yeah. I mean, you look at the way that I will sort of... Okay, I think AI is a perfect example of this. Where Luke's patience for it was a little bit longer than mine. And it starts with... Oh no, Luke's going to talk about AI again, you know, as a, as a, 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 a cue, as a, as a prompt that, Hey, this is probably kind of getting there. You might want to keep this one short. Like that's the, that's the unspoken undertone of the joke that I'm making. And then if he doesn't get the clue, then I'll be like, all right, let's move on. And he does the same thing to me. So I think that between the two of us, how quickly we get bored with things helps us to keep the conversation moving. Um, and realistically, like you guys, I, I, think, I think the cynical among you won't believe me. So you can just plug your ears and go la 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 and pretend this isn't happening. But for the rest of you, this is not actually that dissimilar to what it's like <laughs> when we just are on Discord. Yeah. Um, he in particular swears a lot less on WAN show than he does on Discord. I think neither of us is as politically correct on Discord um, because we don't have to be and we're tired or whatever. Um, it takes we're we're getting older. It takes energy because I honestly just forget. Like there's certain terms that aren't 
It's moving really fast, and it's actually kind of hard to keep up with. I'm trying, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was there was one time not even that long ago, we went out to dinner after WAN, yeah. and ended up just continuing to talk about tech stuff the whole time. Yeah, so like... <laughs> like why did we, we even stop the show? We just needed food. <laughs> how do we keep it, you know, interesting? Well, I don't know. As long as I'm interested in what he's saying, and I feel like hanging around with him, and vice versa, the yeah. WAN show will be interesting. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it yeah <laughs> yeah okay uh this one's from sarah need more women's underwear colors guys if you were to support a new ldt channel that isn't completely tech or gaming what topic do you think would be the easiest to get off the ground oh easy yeah easiest is tough no because i would answer. oh okay i'm sure i'm i'm ready automotive Oh, okay. That's tech, though. Yeah, I, that's yeah, tech. Honestly, that's fair. And we'll 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 do more later. There's no way that like between Jake and Alex and Gary, who are all like giant petrol heads. Andy. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah. Never mind, Andy. Nick. Like, yeah. There's a bunch. The, the, the more you like think about it, there's more and more and more. And more. Yeah. No. You see these guys at like the go-kart track. There's no way we don't eventually end up with some kind of dedicated car channel. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one. I mean, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't pick something easy. I'd pick something that I actually think is fun. Like I'd, I, Well, I, the, the question was easiest to get off the ground. Yeah. Okay. But you can take it that way. Auto. Sure. Fine. Yeah. I no, 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 no. No, I take accept it. it. No, no, I accept take it fun. It. Take it fun. I'd want to do something with my kids. I'd want to do like... Uh, I've, you know what? I've always wanted to do a like thrifting channel. Yeah. Just like go to thrift stores and like, I can turn this sales. thing into something else or, or yeah. even just, I found something cool or whatever. Yeah. Just find weird stuff because it's basically unboxings, except you're not limited to whatever the <gasps> shiny piece du jour is. You could go look at anything from anywhere and just kind of poke at it. So you find an Atari at a garage sale. So that's the video. You, you go out, you're looking for something and you find it and maybe it's broken you solder some caps you play it and your kids are like this is a crap game like okay fair enough (laughs) but it was a cool adventure yeah yeah but at least you tried something right yeah hello llnd is there an eta on when there will be big and tall sizes available and will there be an option for big and tall for those of us who are bigger than linus in all three dimensions first big and tall then big and tall if all of that goes well no eta no well big is coming and then we'll be tall and then assuming all goes well big and tall i don't want to give a timeline we're we're trying it's more important that we get it right than that we get it soon yes big agree let's see if i can get this right dinah's duke and lan can you please explain why Windows File Explorer still can't show folders size on disk and instead of having to go into the properties? I don't know. It drives me crazy because I think it used to. Yeah. Back in Windows XP, didn't it used to? I swear And like realistically, you know, the amount of crap that Windows does in the background, why isn't just probing that and making sure that it's constantly available in an yeah. index... Just a thing it does then. It, it, by all means, allow me to turn it off, but it should be a feature. I used to manually run my index all the time so that it would populate faster. And like I use a third-party tool that does it in five seconds and including my entire NAS. Yeah, like 
Come on, bro. It's, it's available. It's a thing. Yeah, it's mind-boggling. And the fact that it takes so long. This is f***ing metadata. You don't have to dig into the contents of every... You're not watching every movie on this drive. To it's me, metadata. To me, the fact that stuff like Space Sniffer isn't a first-party tool at this point is just like... Yeah, it's kind of mind-blowing. What? Yeah. Like I, Winterstat, I think, is a more... Um, recently updated one i think space never stopped getting oh, we, we've moved on to whiz tree now oh whiz tree All which right, is like three seconds to do uh 500 terabytes it's amazing wild wow um okay moving oh yeah what what are some features that you would expect to have by now or is that like the major one for you oh i'm i'm sure there's stuff but i can't think of anything off the top of my head okay lld how can i read my boss's mind when he doesn't have time to tell me how can i accurately evaluate context clues to deliver a report that is what he's looking for <laughs> there is no there what is question is this what are you even talking about what I, do you mean what this is this I, is such a good question this is a great question you don't understand because you're that person yeah everyone hates you for this <laughs> what what are you talking about? What do you mean? Uh, how about what? I'm that person? Have, have you never had this experience with somebody? I guess you're the boss, so it's like, you yeah, know. Yeah, you're the person okay, well, that let's, this question is about. You're the boss that this person has to deal with. Let's, uh, let's use Yvonne as the context here. Uh, if you could pretend Yvonne is the boss. That's not pretending. But I don't deliver reports to her because she knows they won't be right, so... Um, like, yeah, I don't, I would, I would, uh, I would never, how can I accurately evaluate context clues to deliver a report that is what they're looking for? So Linus will do to be just, I have to be fair here. Linus will do both. Linus will give you tons of information and a perfect, this is exactly what I want. All, every question you could have answered here, go do it. And he'll also do, I want this thing and then just walk away. And you have to figure it out. <laughs> He'll do both. Um, and I don't know. It just kind of comes over time. Well, my expectation is that I have a world-class team full of smart people who are hardworking and that they will probably figure it out. And if they don't figure it out, then I will tell them what they didn't figure out. And then they'll probably figure it out better next time. Like, I, I it's... Yeah, like, like it's... I, am I Am I the idiot here for not seeing the problem with this i don't i don't think it's a huge problem i think to a certain degree for efficiency's sake you can't have like insanely detailed things every single time um but sometimes it's really important like we yeah, laid sometimes. out we okay earlier this week we had to have like an hour-long meeting about the plan for uh how we're going to represent yeah uh how we're going to organize the data that we present on the lab's website for for a category like there's, gpus there's like an actually absurd amount of information and there's a lot of valid ways to do it so we have to kind of decide okay well what do we think is the best way and in order to decide that we have to have a clear idea of what the vision is for the site past minimum viable product past v1 past v2 and into you know what a v3 might look like so that's something that i have to be involved in because i can't possibly expect anybody to know that yeah but if it's hey, here's a product, we need to make a video about this. I expect them to go look at some of the, the documents that we have. Like we have, a, we have a document called How to Write Good Videos. Um, and most of it is stuff that I would consider to be kind of 
um, common sense to a degree, but it's also even something that's common sense. It's still helpful to have written out as as a reminder, right? So here's how to how to write good videos. Uh, one, the ten laws of Linus. One, don't waste the viewer's time. What's the point? Make your point as concisely as possible while maximizing clarity. Tell me why I should care. Number two, control the scope. Make sure your point isn't too broad. Think of the game Portal. Its shortness is its greatness. Recognize when something has gone on for too long. This involves reading it to yourself at full volume, no whispering, and seeing if you run out of breath or patience. Number three, load up the learning outcomes. So lay out the learnables for each section of the video. They should come fast and furious at the beginning. Front load the video to improve retention. Number four, make it personal. Why should I care? Either apply it to the viewer, assuming the subject matter is broad enough, or to yourself or Linus or someone recognizable. Five, ask questions out loud, then answer them. This one is so important. I expect if you are given a task that you will ask questions and then you will answer them out loud to me later. And if you don't, answer, if you don't ask any questions, you won't get any answers. And then I'm going to tell you, why are you here? giving me a report when you haven't asked any questions and you haven't found any answers, right? That's um, not always fair. You don't always want questions to be asked because you're busy. No, no, I mean asking them to yourself. Oh, okay. Ask yeah. questions out loud, then answer them. Uh, is, is like for, for videos. Like that's, it's just such an effective storytelling technique. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, but Linus, why on earth would they have it shaped like this when a square would be so much... Uh, more efficient to, you know, pack in next to each other and maximize volume. I'm so glad you asked. The shape of a cylinder is, you know, whatever, right? Uh, uh, maximizes the materials, you know, whatever. Um, number six, provide context. It's not always obvious how good a screen is or amazing a microprocessor feature is. Is it the price that makes it amazing? Why should I care? That one comes up a lot. Number seven, remember who you're talking to. Every video is a potential gateway drug that pulls the viewer deeply into the hobby. But some videos have a more technical level of discourse than others. So don't talk down to the audience about a highly technical subject, but don't always assume pre-existing knowledge. Number eight, plan for the payoff. Know what the payoff will need to be uh, so that the video culminates in something satisfying. Lord of the Rings would have sucked if we never got to see Mount Doom. Don't forget, a negative outcome is still an outcome. It's part of the journey. And a journey can be an outcome. You just need to plan for it. Number nine, tell and show us how to feel. And this is where, this is from our internal documentation. If you break it down, 90% of YouTube is reaction videos. <laughs> Reacting to news or life or tech. Don't tell me what's happening if you can show me how to feel what's happening. So instead of, and this is an example from a video where someone scripted it, and brought it to me and I said, yeah, it's okay, but here's how it needs to be. Um, yeah, look at this Pixel 6, 5G in the corner, but when I type these digits and check phone information, it says I'm on LTE, what the heck? Why would I say all that when I can just say, but when I type this, LTE, what the heck? I don't have to say check phone information, it says I'm on LTE, I have to show emotion, I have to show you how to feel. Um, number 10, have fun. Fun is infectious and so is misery. If you have a bad time making a video, find a way to make it fun or you will fail, which will create more misery, which will create more failure. I think you complete. It's very cool to go over because the, the video Bible is awesome, all that kind of stuff. I think you completely dodged the actual 
maybe unintentionally, but the actual question that the person had, though, because you're giving an example of where you did lay out what you want, and they're asking, how do I deal with when they don't? Well, what do I want that's not clear? <laughs> you often ask for things that aren't that clear. No, I mean, no, I'm, 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 tell me, I'm, you know, what can I do better? You'll be like, oh, I want this thing. I, I don't care. I don't actually mind this. Oh, so I see. I don't okay, know. Dan. <laughs> Oh, I have I have learned that you go. I would like nebulous thing, and I just I just do the nebulous thing. <laughs> okay, and then it's normally the fine. answer that I would give yeah. is try to look into the things that that person has liked or valued in the past, and try to take the tenets that you can take from that and apply it to what you're currently working on, and do the best job you can. It's a much more eloquent way to put what I yeah, tried to say. It's it's, it's <laughs> I mean it's all people relationships, right? Yeah. Like yeah, boss, employee, um friend or, you know, SO or landlord or whatever. Your whole life is full of interactions with people, but they're just people. Like if so, you look Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say some so I think an example where I did give just an endpoint and didn't provide a lot of guidance was whale land. Yeah. I was like, let's have a land. It's going to be sick. We um, want people to interact. And that's pretty much all we like said. Yeah, I think yeah. what I try and drill down to is like, what do I think the end point of this thing that Linus wants is? Or why is he asking me to do this? Um, why is it important to him? And then you can kind of base your entire task around that, well, right? Well, then if you don't agree, then you need to get on the same page about yeah. the importance. If you don't think it's important or you think something else is important. If Linus is not correctly articulated why it's important to him that's when i would ask follow-up questions like one example that i would give is look at creator warehouse products sure if you look at a huge range of creator if someone's like if you're like hey i want to whatever would yeah you? i want i want a lighter where it's the shape of a butt and it looks like the flame is coming out of the butt and if you're wondering like how good it should be how effective it should be what materials you should use all that kind of stuff look into the other products in the store and you can probably figure out a like quality level design language for making this thing yeah but lighter heirloom piece yes we will do my cat teaser at some point it's yeah, going to be like, like if you were trying $60. to make decisions on materials for the cat teaser thing yeah you could probably figure out the direction to go in by looking at the other products on the store like there's there's often things around that can that can guide decisions someone in flow plane chat i'd consider buying that later <laughs> Don't encourage him. <laughs> I'd oh, have to. Uh, hi, LL. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's move on. Hi, LLD. With the scrutiny of, I guess, censored content, should people on commissions also... No, sponsored content. Sorry, it was cut off there. Uh, should people... Uh, let's try this again. Hi, LLD. With the scrutiny on sponsored content, should people on commissions also be required to disclose... Uh, mortgage brokers, travel agents often will have incentives from companies to promote their stuff. I absolutely yes. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind of, um, and well, I mean, we talked about this when we were talking about marketing the backpack recently. Um, you know, anytime there's a financial incentive to do anything, there is supposed to be a disclosure. It's just a matter of how well regulated it is and how, uh, how canceled someone will get if it, turns out that they were not properly disclosing things, which these days seems to be not very cancelled because there's plenty of creators that participated in fairly egregious things like crypto rug pulls or whatever else that seem to be not very cancelled at all somehow. I don't, I can't fathom it personally, but hey, there you are. Yeah. 
Love the show. Having grown to 100-plus employees, how do you expect to balance being a business with being a relatable creator? Am I relatable anymore? I mean, there's certain things that we do intentionally. Okay, like, like, here's something. We've, we've struggled a lot with, uh, hey, this is also from the How to Write Good Videos document. It's not one of the 10 laws of Linus, but it's something. Um, where is it? Uh, oh, I don't know. It seems to have been moved. But basically, I, I laid out a, a guideline for the writing team that basically says, look, we need to stop talking about money in subjective terms. Um, and it was, have, have I talked about this on WAN show before? Yeah. Oh, okay, then never mind. Uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's tough because some days I feel completely out of touch. Like I said, with the, you know, just, sure, make it so for the $3,000 concrete pad for our, you know, six-figure RF chamber, right? Like, obviously, that's not a real person situation that they find themselves in. But then other times... You know, I have exactly the same challenges that you guys do. Like, how do I manage uh, the time my kids are spending on their devices? And, uh, you know, how do I make sure that, um, you know, how do I how do I deal with a, you know, crash when my when I launch this game on my computer? Right, like that. No amount of money makes you immune to any of that. No amount of people who work for you means that you don't have to. You don't freak out when you're server you know reboots and you all of a sudden your array is not showing up properly it's like yeah just because you have a backup doesn't mean that it didn't just create a ton of work for you like I, I don't know there's i think the most important thing is to not get too far removed from the actual tech um and that's tough the more people that are here the more involved i am in administration but i think that I might have some ideas for how to fix that, and hopefully I'll be able to share them with you guys in the coming weeks. Howdy, lads. Going through a hard breakup right now. Your large library of long streams are a great distraction. If you could change one thing in the history of technology, what would it be and why? More stereoscopic 3D. <laughs> I don't know. It's cool. Um, it's kind of still here. You know, it's just, it's, it kind of comes and goes, right? You've got your VR now. Is it fair to talk about software features when he's asking about technology? Sure. Uh, microtransactions, no. Delete microtransactions. That's a pretty good answer. I like that. Me too. That's better than mine. <laughs> That's a very noble answer. I was just memeing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one of my curated today. Oh, now it's two. I still run my 20-year-old Logitech 5.1 speakers. It's better than being tethered to a headset and a lot of games support 5.1, letting me know when enemies are behind me. Why did Linus stop using these? Oh, uh, I moved in with my in-laws, and uh, they had tenants, and so using speakers is... Uh, something I didn't I didn't really think about this when I lived in the middle of the boondocks in my parents' house. But using speakers is a privilege, not a right. Um, and then I went from That's living, very true. Yeah, I went from living with the in-laws to having children who sleep. Um, nowadays, there's no real reason not to use speakers other than single-player gaming is not really much of a thing for me anymore. And when you're a multiplayer gamer, don't be that guy. Don't be the guy with speakers, right? 
So when the heck am I ever going to use speakers? Yeah, it ends up working for me that if I'm going to use speakers, I could probably just play on the TV anyways. So then it's like kind of a combination experience, you know? Speaking of video games, hello Linus, I'm happy to hear you finished Horizon Zero Dawn. I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. I did. Do you plan on playing Horizon Forbidden West anytime soon, or will you be waiting for a PC desk launch? Deck launch. Why would I play it on a PlayStation when I can play it later on a PC? There is, you know what, this is, this is like a funny thing that I feel like is really different between me and other people. I don't need to do it now. Mm -hmm. I don't need to watch the movie now. I don't need to play that game now. My queue of games that I'm supposed to play is so flipping deep that if I started and it was my full-time job to do nothing but play games that I want to play and are on my list of things to play or even in my Steam library already, it would be probably a couple of years before I would get to anything current. So if something new comes out, what's the hurry? I'm... It's, and, it's fair. And there's situations where that's totally not valid, right? Being part of the initial launch of a new multiplayer game in particular and part of the, the community and, you know, figuring out all the little, the, the little tricks and stuff alongside everyone else. That's, that's huge. That's so fun. That's so engaging, right? But I, I, I don't have... It's tough to play competitive games for me these days. I'm just not that good. And, dude, people are so sweaty these days. Yeah. Like, whoa. It feels like, man, like over half the players are playing as if this could become their full-time job. Like, it's Well, look how many people... Work. Look how many people aspire to be streamers, right? It's true, yeah. I don't. It looks rough. <laughs> I, I yeah. do not envy streamers. Yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. Like I, I feel like the amount of people that play multiplayer games casually when we were growing up used to be the majority and is absolutely the minority these days. Like it's it's kind of wild. Hot take they've always been sweaty. I don't agree like no. at all actually. Like if you I've I've brought up this analogy a bunch in the past actually and I think this directly counters that point. Back in the day playing multiplayer RPG games if you got a fancy piece of armor or weapon, but it was ugly, you wouldn't wear it. If it was a stat upgrade, but you're like, ah, it looks gross, people wouldn't put it on. And this, I'm not making this up. A lot of Zoomer boys don't believe me, but it's actually a thing. People would be like, yeah, that's an upgrade, but like I'm wearing entirely uh, green armor and that's orange or something. And it just doesn't, it doesn't fit. It doesn't look good. So I, I'll keep it in my bags. Maybe I'll find stuff that works with it later. Um, and now it's like, you'll, you'll look like a total random wardrobe person, just as long as these things give better stats. You can compete harder. It just, bah, it's a very, very different mentality. Finally making my first LTT store.com purchase. You've uh, occasionally mentioned applications and tools you use to make your work easier. Do you use any particular human capital management software at LMG? Thanks, y'all. Was that for me? Yeah. I was reading. Sorry. <laughs> well, it could be both of you. I mean, LMG. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear it. Uh, HCM software. HCM. I think it's like a HR software. Uh, 
human capital management. That sounds horrifying. Uh, I don't like that term. It sure does. Um, if the question was, are we looking into it? I would say no. Do we I use it? I not know what it was. No. Manage their employees from hire to retire. No, but I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, like, managing employees is absolutely a thing that you need to do. And, like, onboarding and offboarding can be very complicated, especially without any form of automation or system to do so. We didn't have any HR people until very recently. Uh, so maybe they'll approach me about getting something like this at some point in the future. I wouldn't be too surprised. I know they've been talking about certain uh, implementations of, of uh, different, like, online tools that they're already using. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe. We are growing. Things happening. Can we please have a way for digital-only LTX pass holders to purchase a custom-colored screwdriver? The flight and hotel costs would cost me nearly $2,000. I wouldn't mind a $60 tier. Um, it's oh. tough. It's very, very tough to get those colorways out. Um, I think there's some things yeah. that if we're being completely realistic... There isn't a feasible way for us to do it unless you come to the show. And I know that's a tall ask and it's not going to work for everyone, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't make it cool for the people that can show up. Um, and yeah. you have talked about like, maybe we'll put some extras up or something. They wouldn't be build to order though. Absolutely not. They'd just be random colors. There's just no way for us to handle that with our yeah. distribution and assembly partner. Yeah. And I, it's local. Like someday, someday, maybe but it is not something that we're set up for right now. If I had to, I don't know if I want to throw this out there, but hey, here it goes. Um, you know, if an enterprising individual who's going to be attending the show wanted to coordinate with people who can't attend the show and buy more than one in person, you know, that all sounds very community oriented and all that. Uh, but we're not going to... We're not going to allow people to buy 100 drivers either. No. So don't kid yourself. You're not going to be showing up and, like, buying our entire stock and, like, you know, making a a, a side hustle business out of doing this. But if uh, if people show up and they buy, like, two or three, we're not going to tell them no. So I'd say that might be a way. Maybe find someone who's going. Sorry. Linus, being a Supreme Commander player and being alive for as long as you have, hey. I assume you've also experienced Total Annihilation and its amazing music. What's your favorite or favorites uh, video game soundtrack? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Do you have a favorite video game soundtrack? For a long time, it was the Bastion soundtrack. Mm. I liked that a lot. Um, I used to run to that all the time. Um, I've spent so much time listening to Final Fantasy VI. I never ever get sick of it um but like there's some there's some just amazing like main theme songs like if i just had to pick you know biggest bangers like obviously you know halo's got to be up there dun, 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 dun. Oh, you know, yeah. like it's just the halo intro is sick it's so good right i've often been into music without lyrics because that's exactly enough distraction for me that i can stay focused on things well the second you have lyrics i start saying them in my head and it's bad. Um, so I used to like, I would just put on like the FTL soundtrack. Um, but the, I don't think it's necessarily even that great. It was just something that I had heard a lot because I liked that game. Um, for like chill vibes, I used to like the the Grizzly Hills ambience. Um, just random stuff like that. I don't know. Nobody's talking about Metal Gear Rise. 
My birds listen to the Assassin's Creed 4 sea shanties all the time. Always. While they're video calling each other? <laughs> I wish. That is so cool. <laughs> okay, last one I have here in the curated. Question for Linus. In retrospect, did the roast of Linus Sebastian hurt in the moment? How do you feel about it watching it back, if you ever do? That was hilarious. And it's still hilarious. Um, there's so much, far too much truth in there. Um, <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's a proper roast. It should be truthful. Um, and now we're into potentials with you guys. Every time I watch it back, I forget things that happened and just burst out laughing. Yeah. So funny. Oh, man. Hi, Linus and Luke. I really admire your leadership skills. As a business owner, how do you go about developing your leadership skills and the philosophy that lets you guide your decision-making? I mean, honestly, so much of it just comes down to the golden rule. Like, maybe part of it is just because I did used to work as a low-level employee, and it, I do remember it. Like, it just seems, it seems kind of common sense. Um, you know, say please, say thank you. Um, you know, don't make people feel like they're being dismissed if they need to be dismissed acknowledge that you know explain why you have to do it make time later you know, like just i don't know just don't be rude it's all bill and ted right be excellent to each other and if you if you can't if you screw up sometimes what what is what is up with people and thinking apologizing is not cool anymore like, you know, back, oh, backing down, you, you know, you should never apologize. Like, what, 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 what's up with that? I don't know. Like, if you make a mistake. Is that a current thing? I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, you know, no, it's, it's a thing in certain I believe spheres. you. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's really dumb. Toxic masculinity? I don't know. It's yeah. toxic something. Toxic something. I've been shopping for a new ultra-wide monitor, and I'm struggling to figure out the differences between HDR10 or 400 or whatever. Oh, I see. So HDR 400 is nonsense. HDR 600 is okay. HDR 1000 is pretty good. And those are the capabilities of your display. And then there's also the like OLED version where 600 and up is, is pretty good, actually. Um, as for HDR 10 versus Dolby, uh, Dolby Vision versus HLG, uh, that just comes down to whatever content you're going to be consuming and uh, which format it was um, mastered in. So it all comes down to what content you'll be consuming. HDR10 Plus seems like it might kind of win, but Dolby Vision still doing pretty good. And then HLG, I think, has pretty good support in TV. So there's no clear winner. And what we really need is someone to, at this point, to develop a, a metadata interpreting middleware for the metadata interpreting standards so that you can just interpret all of them correctly. I don't know. Uh, there's devices like that for home theater use that will take whatever content and then, you know, adjust it so that every frame is is perfectly balanced within the capabilities of your display, but they're, like, shockingly expensive still, I think. Uh, there's one that I accidentally got rid of. Do you think we'll ever see a return of 3DS-type screens on more mainstream devices like phones or a Steam Deck competitor or next-gen Switch? Um, we're going to see 3D laptops with glasses-free 3D. Um, I've seen prototypes in person. They look shockingly good. I don't know that they'll go mainstream. I think they might be more professional, but yeah, they're really good. 
Okay, last few here. Hey, DLL, given the variations for the WAN hoodie, what is the likelihood that we will see different colorways for the Windbreaker? I've noticed Linus seems to wear the short circuit hoodie most often now. Mm. Oh, sorry, one second. I missed a little bit of that. You're going to get new colors for the WAN hoodie. Not anytime soon. No, it's going to be WAN and short circuit for quite a while. Hey, DLL, as a Fold 4 user, my biggest gripe is whenever I fold it closed, it closes the app and kicks me to the home screen. Does yours do this as well? It's a setting. Uh, there, there's, you'll have to look it up, but in the settings, you can tell it which apps, app by app, you want to continue where you left off if you close the phone. That's the default behavior, though, is what you're seeing. Hi, me from the future. Linus, you mentioned during a Beat Saber live stream that you were trying the big screen beyond and it had some issues. Have you tested it since? And what's your review of it? It's super cool. Um, I actually I have a bunch of notes on it. And I, I, I think either, either Adam from the writing team has not kept up with talking to them or they haven't replied. Either way, I, you know, I want to cover it at some point, but it's been kind of stalled. Um, so I can just tell you guys what I have down so far, I think. Hmm. No, I don't see the dock. Big screen. Is it big screen one word? I don't know. I made a bunch of notes. Basically, the fineness of the display is amazing. The contrast of the display is so amazing. Really, really cool. Yeah, I can't find my dock. Doesn't matter. Um, but there's some issues with the lenses where they kind of lens flare on bright objects that I find pretty distracting. And I'm having an issue with, that might've been resolved by now, but I was having an issue with the mic a few weeks back that made it so that if any application was using the onboard USB-C audio device, uh, the microphone wouldn't work in OBS. So I couldn't hear my game and also stream. So I was like, well, this is stupid. I'm not gonna <laughs> use this. Um, I love the lightweight. I love the, the custom fit. Uh, but there's there's just a deal breaker that I can't deal with for now. I think there's four incoming merch messages that are all Linus related, and then we're, we're basically dunners. Uh, okay. Ooh, can you give us some Linus text tips? Uh, I'm gonna go full boomer and say use lots of emojis. Nice, nice, lots of like colon p, and you know. <laughs> Mm, you know, I, miss, I, don't... I miss emoticons. I yeah, hate emojis. Me too. I wish they would not uh, auto-convert as often. Drives me nuts. They have more emotion. Yeah. How are you liking your Pebble? Do you plan on paying the $3 monthly fee for Rebel's voice transcription and weather services? I still haven't taken the 10 minutes to figure out how Rebel works and sideload the Pebble app, so I've actually just been wearing it ornamentally. <laughs> I will get around to it. At some point. <laughs> I'm pretty sure watches are just fashion accessories at this point. Um, I think I think Nick like seriously uses his, but he's the only person I know that does. Ethan, honestly, I don't know what to tell you other than that. It's really tough sometimes. I just get distracted and stuff languishes. Um, are there any other companies you draw inspiration from in conducting business? Most are kind of sucky. Noctua is a big one. I like their I like their philosophy when it comes to only releasing products when they're ready. 
Are there any that you draw inspiration from? Um, honestly, no. It's kind of hard to get inspiration for the type of stuff that we do um, when like everyone in the space is chasing VC money and buyouts. I mean, you could say the opposite. Uh, they're inspiring because they're doing bad and you want to do what they're, they're not, not doing. They're not doing bad, though. No, I, I wouldn't mean... say they're doing bad. I, I am... I know a lot of people that are doing great following I meant models more for, that aren't ours. For Linus's, you know, they're sucky, as okay. he said. Yeah. Maybe. Last Oops. one? I swept away a thing. Um, have you ever heard of the Black Mages? It's nope. a metal rock band that covers Final Fantasy soundtracks. I'm sure Conrad has. I haven't, I'm afraid. Uh, thoughts on a motherboard throw cover for couches with the CPU pillow? Yeah, we wanted to do a blanket, but all the samples we got were awful, so we didn't. And that was that. Um, glad you like your shirt, Travis. Show archive. I can't do anything with that one for some reason. Oh, and it's gone. Uh, do you have any plans on making a mask for the windbreaker to protect your face against rain and wind? No, I can't say that ever occurred to me. Probably not anytime soon. And hey, are you going to be on time for your thing? Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye. Bye. <laughs>